listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. Well, we think of life like the seasons. So you're a child until you're 18, and that's spring. And then at some point, we all do our pilgrimage, which is between 18 and 36, and that's summer. And then from uh, 36 to 54, we're a working age, which is fall. And then finally, from 54 to 72, you become a mentor. What happens at 72? Welcome to the One Take Podcast, episode 27. It is our Mike Trout episode, for those of you that care. Uh, a lot of you don't know that 27 is Mike. Whatever. Um, so Nobody cares about baseball. Hey, I... You know what? Shut up. Uh, no, he's Jake... Right. We are doing. God <laughs> damn it! All right, we're, all right. You know what? We're not, we're not even. Yeah, we're, no, we're not even start. We're not even starting over. I'm mad now. All right. So we are all as always. We are joined by Jake, Caitlin, and Dex. But now we are joined by the less than humble T. Thanks for having me, Gus. Hey man, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm, uh tired of being inside my own house but otherwise can't complain <laughs> yeah aren't we all um the uh, tj got at us on twitter and when we when dex proclaimed that he was going to die from watching midsummer or midsummer however you pronounce it that uh tj was like i have to come on for this episode why did you want to do that <laughs> So I, I actually didn't know. I, I followed Dex for a long time, but I didn't know that he had a podcast until he tweeted out the Lighthouse episode. And I listened. And I really enjoyed the episode, partly because I really hate that movie, even though oh, I want well, to like it. Welcome. So y'all were spot on with the analysis. And then uh, I had already, I probably watched Midsommar, I don't know, four times by now. Wow. And I, just, I just love it. And the fact that that was going to be y'all's next movie I had to come be the voice of reason because I felt like maybe I was going to shit on it. So <laughs> I, I had to defend this film. Well, the, to, to your surprise, you may find out that I think we all actually like this fucking movie. Uh, awesome. Yeah, so it, it is a wild ride, to say the least. But Jake, Caitlin, Dex, how are we all doing? Uh. Somebody say something. <laughs> Kayla just gave us an uh, so <laughs> doing well. <laughs> the first time I watched this movie, I threw up. Mm. So I, I didn't throw Holy up this shit. time. Yeah, it was great. I had such a bad panic attack that I just threw up. And this time I didn't. So I think like it's, and I got to enjoy the movie versus seeing, um, the, the not the spread eagle, but the like, what, what is that? Bloody bloody eagle. Bloody eagle. Uh, yeah, seeing that really upset me at first, and then the second time I really could handle it. So, was, spread eagle is a completely different punishment. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we'll punish. We'll watch that film too, but it's a separate podcast. <laughs> My favorite Nordic torture, uh, the spread eagle. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wait. Did you throw up at the blood eel part? Or? Yeah, I did. So okay. I would, like had seen most of the movie, and then I got there, and I had such a deep panic attack that I was just like, "Can't go." We're honestly I'm sure now. Go ahead. I mean, that 
we'll get into it later, but but that fucking scene comes at you quick because we get exactly. Chidi's leg upside down, which is hella comical, and then <laughs> a blood eagle. No, that's why because I like I didn't expect it, and my little anxiety brain was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> so in case you're wondering we are doing midsummer uh if you didn't know that by now of course it'll be in the title but the reason that we're doing this movie uh is because dex said we we were going to <laughs> pretty much he made a he made a very bad and dumb promise and was like, was like at a thousand downloads we'll do midsummer it's just not well, that high yeah not a lot and for somebody that doesn't like horror movies at all uh like even a little bit i'm really surprised you went with that i mean of course we always have to support florence Pugh. but dex how did you find this movie for the first time man of course you you may may have had one or eight drinks yeah i was smacked out of my mind when i watched this movie last night because i was fucking terrified to turn this shit on um but I ended up really liking it partially because I was smacked out of my mind, but it was actually like really entertaining and not nearly as terrifying as I expected it to be. I had it spoiled for me early on because I'd never planned on watching this movie and like a bunch of like YouTube reviewers who I like reviewed it. So I just watched all their videos, but actually watching it, I was like, wow, this shit is actually pretty good. Yeah. And there's a lot of stuff that we have to get into with this movie, including like critical analysis and overanalyzing it and what does it mean uh probably not what you think but the uh <laughs> so we'll, we do. yeah it's probably we just <laughs> shit on this movie and then go back and be like it was all right uh <laughs> so we'll start with tc give it a quick review and uh if you had to give it a letter grade what would you give obviously you really like this movie i would definitely give this movie an a plus i uh uh, the first time I saw it, I saw it in theaters. I love scary movies. I was completely horrified by it. I was really excited coming off of uh, Hereditary. I was super excited for it, but I didn't think it could be as good as Hereditary. And I thought it was much, much better than Hereditary. I just, I, I've never seen anything like it. it. It is both a fully realized breakup movie and a fully realized horror <laughs> film. And it is the weirdest fucking movie. I was sober when I first watched it, but the second time I watched it, I was really, really high, and I thought that would, <laughs> I thought that might make me not like it as much. But I just, I loved it even more. So I would go A plus. I love this movie. You're like, Good I know problem. exactly how Florence Pugh feels. Like me too. <laughs> Basically, there's a, especially the scenes where she gets high, yeah. and so she's having a bad trip, and I'm just like, oh my god, I. You're like I me just, too. <laughs> I felt like I was with her, Queen Florence. I said, "I feel your pain. I'm with you." You're just sitting on the couch, like just, just sort of blending in. All of a sudden, it's like exactly. I get it. I get like, it. Flowers like, are growing out of my hands. It was perfect. You're like, I also want to stuff my ex in a bear. Like, <laughs> you see me. I will say, I bet when I bet the drunk experience and the stoned experience for this movie are completely different trips. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. Yeah, one becomes ex extremely more existential than the other. The um, the thing with the thing with this though, I imagine that when you're when you're high, it's just like it becomes a little bit more funny than you think that it's supposed to be. Like I would have to imagine, just like her prancing around in a flower suit. I even laughed at that at the end of the movie when they're setting stuff on fire. Maybe that says something about me. But um, Jake, you are you know. 
Teach mentioned a follow up to Hereditary. You you and Mallory are like Hereditary stands. Like what? How do you compare this movie to that? And then give your review. I am actually not a Hereditary stand because I haven't seen it. Oh, um, I lied. I'm I know. sorry. I know. <laughs> uh, Mallory has, um, and I was talking to her about our lists that we'll do at the end of the episode. But uh, Hereditary is on her list, so I guess that says something that it's a perfect movie that will never be watched again. Hmm. Yeah, that's kind of how we how we feel about that. Uh, what do you? How do you rate this movie? Kind of because you were the one that were like, "It's fine. It's going to be a good." It's fine. That's you just basically it's were fine. like just, just walking it us is. through like you were our shaman through this bad trip. <laughs> good. So I'm your trip mom, and yeah, keep keep rubbing the furniture. We'll get there. Um, no, I, I I absolutely love this film, and I I I was like Dex. I don't really like horror movies. I don't enjoy the feeling of being scared. I could do disturbing or gory, like that's fine to me. But like things popping out, no, I'm out. Um, so I was hesitant to enter this and like, finally Mallory convinced me to watch it. And so I did, and I absolutely loved it. Right. And really like I, the one argument I can make is that this is a horror film, but it really isn't at the same time. Like, especially on a second watch through, there's not enough disturbing or horror elements in there to keep it thriving in that genre. So it exists in a lot of different other spaces and there's so much depth and messages that you kind of had to keep coming back and rewatching for that. I mean, to steal from another podcast, like the rewatchability of this is super high. Mm -hmm. What would you give it as a letter grade? It's an A. Yeah, it's an A. Uh, the, the, it almost, I don't want to sound pretentious but it, it transcends genres uh <laughs> it, it insists is, upon itself, it insists upon itself. It insists upon itself. <laughs> no i uh i think it it really does sort of transcend the horror genre because it's not what it's not a blumhouse sort of no. insidious gotcha but like it's uh it really it does have that sense of dread throughout the movie that even from the start of it you're just you're just unsettled the entire time yeah. and that's they should have a category for him it's just called unsettling or because i guess it fits more into thriller because you don't really know what's going to happen but it's not a slasher film anyway i'm rambling but dex um go ahead what did you think finally and give it your letter grade yeah um so like i said i really liked it but i'm kind of torn on how to give it a letter grade because you know, I'm watching it like, holy shit, they got my man's out here in a bear carcass and about to get him on fire. You know what I'm saying? It's dope. <laughs> and then I'll watch like Midsommar <laughs> explained dope. videos. And it's all like, well, if you look at these like runic symbols and like all this extra shit, it's like foreshadowing all this other shit. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they had my man in a bear carcass and <laughs> lit him on fire. <laughs> and that shit was dope. <laughs> Like the more I hear Ari Aster talk about this movie, I'm like, dude, shut up! Like, it's like it's cool. Leave like, just, it, leave it as it is. Stop being a fucking dweeb. Like, yeah, <laughs> this is just really cool. Um, so yeah, like all of that, like extra shit, I guess is like what most people love about this movie. And like because I'm not there with it, I'm like, I don't want to give it an A, but like I'll give it like a like a very high, very enthusiastic B plus. Right, it's an A nine. Yeah. Sitting right there. <laughs> 
Round it up. No, the uh, when <laughs> you know when people just like a film theory or something when it's just like, well, it's blue because it represents the da da da, and the director will come out and just be like, no, it's just blue because I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> and Ari Aster does the call opposite. me by my name. Yeah, Ari Aster does the complete opposite of that. You can throw anything at Ari Aster, and he goes, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. I like how you read that into there. I think there's definitely some of that in there. Yeah. He just answers every question like that. The next interview, he's just like usurped it as his own. He's like, yes. (laughs) Um, Based on prior interviews, this is what it's just JK Rowling said, claims everything is everything. (laughs) Everything is I don't blame him. If I made a movie, I would let y'all come up with the craziest shit and be like, that sounds pretty cool. So let's go yeah, you're that. like, sure. everything is canon. Every single thing. <laughs> just just everything. You know what? He just get tired of press junket so much that so you know what? You know what? Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, it's Whatever. like everything in this movie. It's like, oh, I put these like ancient runic symbols that I studied on each of their clothing. And if you pay attention throughout the movie, they like foreshadow like what's about to happen to each of the characters and it's like dude i was off fucking six trulies and two beers watching this movie i wasn't looking at no fucking symbols like, <laughs> i just thought it was cool we were, yeah we we're watching a dude get his head gallagher in and then that that <laughs> that's that's all we were doing that's the one note that i put on twitter that i take away from this movie is that you just get to gallagher old people's faces and the Swedish government doesn't do anything about it. Uh, Caitlin, yes. you threw up the first time, as yeah. we've mentioned. How was yeah. it upon reviewing? A plus. What throw up again? A plus. I'm into it. Um, no. Uh, I give it like an A minus. I really liked it. Um, I, I read an article that described the work of Ari Aster as being more like anxiety films than horror films. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's pretty apt. I feel like it brought up all the feelings of total terror and anxiety more than it did like fear for me. And I think in a weird way, that's scarier where it's like your actual heart rate's increasing. You feel very like uncomfortable, like that scene where they're driving and it's completely upside down, like made me Mm -hmm. extremely nauseous. (laughs) Even the second time I was like, Oh no, (laughs) we're back. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I liked it actually, as far as horror films go. I wanted With... to like it less because I hate Hereditary so much. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I feel like these are completely different movies though, because Hereditary. I feel like Hereditary is more. I mean, it's different yeah. than a, but it is. It is more of a horror film. When you mention like anxiety films, I feel like there's something that this does. Yeah. That it, that it is different from a horror film because the anxiety of it is it just there is no end to it. It just yeah. completely throughout, you know, what yeah. is going to happen next. There is no jump scare. Well, there it is starts no from the resolution. beginning. It starts from this beginning of just this like very feasible, like sudden wipe out of your entire family that like makes you very uncomfortable. I don't know, it made me very uncomfortable. Where I was just suddenly like, oh, like that's a horrible way to go. And I, I don't know. But then like even kind of as it progresses, just kind of that feeling of disorientation because you're dealing with like daylight all the time, mm-hmm. which I think is especially just kind of disorienting where you're like, I can't even place where we are in the narrative anymore. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. The um I get it I, I, real quick because I give it kind of a B plus. I'm with you, Dex, where it was it was brilliant to look at. It was incredible. 
uh, filmmaking. Ari Aster does things with the camera, and we can also talk about that. I mean, don't want to dig too far into it, but he does things that just aren't normal in filmmaking. You like having a lot of stuff set off screen or off camera, and you know, turning the camera in a certain way. Like, why? I don't know because he felt like it. And that's how I feel like he made film makes films and the anxiety of it all. Florence Pugh's performance was, was incredible. How much I hated the rest of the fucking cast. Yeah. Was awesome. <laughs> uh, so that added to it. And then the payoff at the very end, there was a sense of, um, I, 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 what was the word I'm, I'm looking for is there was just a sense of, I don't know, a release. release? Yeah. Like, the, yeah. Justice. A catharsis. Yeah. 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 I was going to say there's a catharsis with it at the very end where you're just like, ha, fucking I, idiot. Where you're just, like, <laughs> Wait, was it, was it Dex who said in the group chat that it's basically just kind of this feeling of just like, yes, this feels right. Like, yeah, every, like everyone all of you earned of, this. You all yeah. earned your deaths. Yeah. Y'all had to die for I, that. Every single I, one of you. I will say it definitely does that. Like I didn't leave the film being all like, "Oh no, I wish that hadn't have happened to X." I was like, "Yeah, no, that seems right." Yeah. When I was walking out of the theater of this movie, a woman who was not with me, a woman said, <laughs> "I think that whole movie was a metaphor for that moment where you're finally over your ex and you block him on Instagram, and then you get to be with your life." <laughs> no, for and, real. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I was like, that—that's a perfect way to describe the feeling you get after the movie, being like. Yeah, it was time for that relationship to end. Well, like, obviously, you, it was a, like a... You, <laughs> like, that guy know, was a dickhead. You know how, like, witchy girls, me included, will, like, burn things of their exes? Like, they'll do this, like, big bonfire and, like, burn shit. Yeah, absolutely. I, we know I, things I, like that. Sure. sure. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. That's, like, what this Continue. movie... This is, like, what that mo- this movie was. Is essentially, instead of burning stuff your ex gave to you... Or I think you just burned your ex. You just burn them. Just burn your ex after what putting them in a bear carcass. That's what I'm saying. You have a voodoo doll, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> Didn't even pause. Gave no thought to it. I did improv comedy for years. The... So you have a voodoo doll? Don't ask questions, Jake. It's better if you don't. No, Where's so the I... connection point? Somebody help me. Yes, You'll become and... one if you keep talking. Yes. Hell yeah. It's yes and Jake. That's the connection. Ah. The, ah. The, the, ah. Thing, the thing about the, the, th- the overwhelming theme of this is because Ari Aster went through a breakup. And he's like, you know what I'll do? Blood Eagle. That sounds yeah. right. Like, it's just... Yeah, that the way is a that... sick man. That is a yeah. sick man. You know, there is, a, oh, well, he's an artist and everything. And it's, I talked to somebody who was like, I think he's just like, you know, creative, you know, creatively, he's expressing these things. But I'm also just sitting here going like, a normal person doesn't do this shit. <laughs> not once. Especially not once. all the work he put into doing it. Like. <laughs> Yeah. All the fucking like hours and shit of studying. It's like, bro, you could have just like called some other chick or like mm-hmm. <laughs> could have got, got on with the homies. Like, could have got on Hinge. No, yeah, could have got get on Raya. That's the- oh the famous people one. Y- yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, probably. Yeah, I made I made a movie and then a weird uh, something about the Johnsons movie. Uh, we don't have to talk about. It. Oh god. Uh, oh, god. <laughs> He's oh. he, he, like that. He's a weirdo, right? He's a complete weirdo. For I mean, sure. Hereditary is weird. Like he just makes super, super weird shit. But I think this time, 
what separates Hereditary from um, from Midsommar is like, I don't know how many NBA fans there are in here. I know Dex watches the NBA. But you ever see like a rookie who comes into the league and you see the talent, but they're always moving in the same speed? Like they're always <laughs> moving as fast as possible and you can't possibly play basketball like that? The beauty of basketball is kind of like the, the the changes in speed. You quickly change from going very slow to very fast and do your defense. This is what Midsommar is. It's like there are moments where the pedal of the anxiety is completely down. And then there are yeah. moments where the douchey white dude is like just telling jokes and like <laughs> trying to add some levity to the film. And he realizes that I'm going to have this weird reed trip and it's going to this weird mushroom trip. And it's going to be kind of scary, but also kind of beautiful at the same time. And he kind of realizes you can't like hereditary is like, this movie is weird and scary for 100% of the time. And it kind of like, takes your breath away not in a good way whereas Midsommar is like I'm gonna give you these different levels of like I'm gonna ra- I'm gonna crank up the anxiety and then I'm gonna take it down yeah. for just a minute unless you feel a little comfortable and then I'm gonna crank it back up again I love it Hereditary is the Zion Williamson of movies <laughs> Mid- Midsommar Midsommar is Russell Westbrook I'm with it let's do it I don't That's understand awesome. a word we're saying. <laughs> Sports. Uh, the so I should have done this uh, twenty minutes ago. Midsummer came out in two thousand nineteen. <laughs> it is rated a hard R as a seven point one on IMDb. Uh, the synopsis for it: A couple travels to Sweden to visit a rural hometown's fabled Midsummer Festival. What begins as an idyllic retreat quickly devolves into an increasingly violent and bizarre competition at the hands of a pagan cult. Jesus Christ. Um, Directed and written both by Ari Aster, uh, as we have established, certified weirdo. Stars Florence Pugh, a queen. uh, Jack Reiner as Christian. Wilhelm Blungren as Pele. the GOAT, William Jackson Harper as Josh, otherwise known as Cheedy, uh, Will Poulter as Mark, and uh, of course, Alora Torshia as, as poor Connie and Archie, uh, I, I'm going to butcher this last name, but a Duke, Duque as uh, Simon. It has a 83% on Rotten Tomatoes from critics. Uh, anybody want to venture a guess at the audience, how the audience felt about this one? 35 Oh, no, no, no. It's not that bad. But yeah, it's 20 points lower. It's a 63. So they were just like, yeah, uh, 72 on Metacritic. So that's pretty good. It did not make a lot of money, I believe which that. is on a budget, though, of nine million. It, it made 46 million. So it made its money back and then some. But it just it wasn't the hit that I feel like people expected after Hereditary. Mm-hmm. Um and mainly because this movie is fucking long. This movie is two hours and 30 minutes long. There is almost a four-hour director's cut of this movie because if Ari Aster could have, this movie would have been five hours long. I mm-hmm. I fully guarantee it. With all the backstory and everything that he puts into these people and all this, just all the rituals and stuff that they did in this movie, there's definitely like a five-hour cutting room floor take of this movie where it's just they're just multiple pagan chants for 30 minutes <laughs> oh yeah um originally this got the death sentence it got the nc-17 and he had to cut out like almost an hour of footage jesus what so was it in just that? gets increasingly darker holy what? shit man i need Relax. to see this version i need to see this version i want it <laughs> it exists the director's cut it is out there somewhere i'm watching Jeez. this tonight <laughs> yeah i think you can rent it or find it i ooh, good um, you're gonna have 
Hell of a night. Uh, let's see. So we'll kind of go down the down the notes. I feel like that we all have, but um, it kind of this is the weird vaudeville opening slide was an interesting take. Just like and the singing, Dex. You said I was with it. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I was vibing out to old girls chanting. I was like, I'm, let's go. And then a phone call happens. I'm like, bitch, turn that back up. <laughs> put that on Spotify, but it's just like, it just immediately stops. And that's sort of where we know where we are. But, um, I wrote down, I was unsettled from the start. Uh, Christian immediately sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a fucking yeah, he's asshole. Up. Just, and this is the most 2019 movie of all time. Also outside of like before all of the midsummer shit, shit happened. What are you doing? Oh, just smoking some resin with Mark. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Like, you couldn't have just said smoking some weed, smoking some res. We get it, Ari Aster. You do drugs. <laughs> God damn it. I just, I, I just heard that and I was like, God, all right. So this is what we're doing. I'm going to um, spill that. I'm going to say that so people know I'm cool. <laughs> people know you're good. People know you do weed. Um, <laughs> William Jackson Harper looks so much older, I feel like, than all of these people. Yeah. 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 He yeah. Like they're like all like. Go ahead. I just said he looks like he's like considering a pension plan, <laughs> and the rest yeah. of them are just like mm, the academia. I don't know. Yeah, I said that like William Jackson Harper will always just be cheaty to me, and like just yeah. watching this movie, it's like immediately big cheaty energy. Like it's the same character. Yeah. It's the exact Basically, same yeah. man. There's no difference in the character at all, and I really like that. It's just like oh. Cheaty's in this movie. Like, it's actually Cheaty. Okay, cool. This is really how Cheaty died. The crossover. This is how he gets to the bad place. This is when Cheaty stops caring about the moral welfare of everyone else. And it's just like, no, I'm going to fucking Sweden. I'm going to feel their Bible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> no. Only Florence Pugh and Will Poulter are the only guys in the cast that I'm like, oh yeah, you would be grad students. Everybody <laughs> else looks like they're pushing for you. That seems right. Though Christian a, is a man. Like he's as, not a college kid. He's a I, man. As a grad student, a lot of my fellow like cohort is in their like like late forties. So uh, I don't well, know. I live near Baylor because I was living with my brother while he was going to grad school. And it's just like you walk outside and you're just like, ugh. Yep. <laughs> I, I just feel so goddamn old, man. I feel so old. And I'm just sitting there. It's like, I got bills and shit. These people don't I even. That's how I feel about William Jackson Harper. And it's like, why does. You got a family, man. Like, you shouldn't be worried about it. You got like, you got like shit to do with. Um, you know how you have like a midlife crisis and decide to go back to grad school for anthropology? <laughs> I mean, who hasn't? Uh, <laughs> who's among us? That's who's common in the midlife crisis. <laughs> anthropology. The, the Ferrari, the younger woman, and the <laughs> anthropology. And the grad school. <laughs> Yeah. Where you study ancient religions and pagan cults. The triple threat. Sure. That yeah. you're in a midlife crisis. <laughs> I also liked, like, this is jumping way far ahead, but there was this moment where Chidi was like, what language is this? Is it this one or is it that one? And then it was like, nah, it's neither one of those. You're just wrong as shit. It's the third separate language. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking dweeb, shut the fuck up. 
That's so true of any academia, though, where you're just you think that what is uh what is this? Oh, you fucking idiot! Like no, hey, no. I love that. I love where it's just like not at all. <laughs> I think <laughs> that Chidi Chidi leads the the whole cast, and like he makes the most wrong decisions, and he's supposed to be like the most educated one, yeah. which is really weird. Of like this dude, like he's the only one who knows what the little ceremony is they're going to where someone's going to literally jump off of a cliff onto a rock. Yeah. He's like, oh, a real one? And he fucking goes to it? And it's like, bro, you, you, if, if my friend doesn't tell me that that's what I'm walking into, I, I, that guy's no longer my friend. Like, I couldn't believe no. that he just didn't even tell his friend about that. <laughs> this, this movie... They weren't good friends to begin with. Let's get that out there. This, <laughs> yeah. this movie is not a breakup film. It's a critique of academia. <laughs> 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 truly um this is yeah just really um a, a parable of the overzealous academic i don't know where i'm going with this no i mean for somebody that i think ari aster did get like a master's or something in filmmaking or went to a conservatory or something Seems in right. filmmaking. yeah so of it course. just makes a lot of sense um the Wait, are you guys telling me that it wasn't a good decision to go break into the temple and take pictures of the bible with your flash on no what the <laughs> fucking thing in this movie it's shocking it's so stupid where you're just like dude you people have been disappearing <laughs> <laughs> you saw two old people jump to their death these folks are serious about this shit man <laughs> When he tells you not to look at the book that the incest guy made, don't look the at the book. The incest guy. It's like you're taking. Okay, first of all, you're taking pictures. You're taking pictures of finger paintings, my guy. Like, and it's not, you're not even using like a good camera. You're using just like your shitty iPhone. This is a picture going to be horrible anyway. You risked your life for these horrible like. Live photos of this Bible, like I live <laughs> like you just hold it down and it's just like a live still of the Bible. <laughs> oh god damn it! Look, he could have taken one photo and then bullshitted his way through his thesis. Like he could have gone home and finger painted, and be like, "Yeah, this was this was real. They let me take this." Yeah, yeah, classic yeah. overachiever. He's gonna take a picture of every damn page. Like, come on, hmm. bro. Uh, I, I admire it. That are key that are key bulwark. I feel like we need to address the elephant in the room about Cheedy. And Tej, I feel like you can back me up on this one. I know my black ass is not sneaking around the Swedish cult taking pictures after they told that me not to. Cheedy is the reason the movie works because the whole time I was like, man, there's one black guy here. This is my worst nightmare. <laughs> and this and this guy is not scared at all. He just feels comfortable in this space. And- that's when I knew he was going to die. He never he, told me about it. As far as horror films go, he's the most unaware. Yeah. Like It's always like, it, it is recently, and, I, and the, the people of color in, in movies are always just like, guys, we need to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> no. And he was just he like, heard, fine. He heard a we were going to witness a real life suicide. And it's like, all right, that's cool. Let's he do it. was like, he was like, I'm actually thriving in this environment. This is my, this shouldn't have been Flores Pugh. Chidi should have been the May Queen. This is his people. This is his family. He's not more comfortable than anyone. It's wild. He's like, my career is taking off. This is my moment. I'm 
am shining. The only thing that really put him off his game was Christian stealing his thesis. Everything else that happened, he was just like cool with it. Like, sure, yeah, that's yeah. cool. Whatever. I I was gonna I was gonna wait to bring this up, but I text Dex this. I was like, man, real shitty of Christian just co-opting a black man's idea. <laughs> just off the rip immediately. Yeah. Oh, and then, and then immediately being mad about it. He's just like, what the fuck, bro? Like, what you told me about it? Yeah, just like all of a sudden just stealing his idea and then all of a sudden just being like Oh no, we don't. We've never known Christian. <laughs> we we've never known Cheedy. <laughs> we've never known him. Like what? We never I liked that guy him. in the first place. I mean, I don't know why he's with us anyway. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, his name's Josh. We just keep calling him Cheedy. Um, <laughs> goddamn, we skipped so far ahead. But yeah, his character arc is something else. <laughs> um, so, goddamn the. Okay, so this movie starts out so fucking wild. Where it's just like, all right, uh, have you ever seen, uh, you ever wondered what it's like uh, to look at somebody who got carbon monoxide poisoning? Well, you're about to find out. <laughs> like, oh. hit, hit me with your best shot. I mean, <laughs> left nothing to the imagination. That bitch taped that shit to her face. Yeah. That was wild. But also, I was, I was like, I got to get in the movie. I was like, that didn't need to happen. <laughs> like, <we didn't>... <laughs> <laughs> they yes, could have just gone is. to Sweden. <laughs> well, she has to I think she's to supposed happen. to be. She's supposed to be struggling. It's like a, a lot of, I feel like Ari Aster, at least his two main features deal with like loss. But I feel like the one thing she's already suffering from anxiety. So I feel like what this does do really, really well as a person personally who suffers from anxiety, I, I feel they kept, they capture that with yeah. Florence Pugh really, really well. And he did a really good job of feeling what it's like to just be almost strangled by it yeah. in a time. Mm-hmm. So I feel, I mean, yes, the, the deaths were, whoa, like, it's just like all of them, all of them. Okay. Um, um, but it does it does service but, her anxiety and dread that that much more. And he's also, and also they're breaking up. If that doesn't happen, if, if the if well some kind of tragedy doesn't happen, they're definitely breaking up before they go to Sweden. That's the, true. The only yeah. way you can get her on the trip to Sweden is if they feel so bad for her that they like don't make a thing about it. Um, that's fair. The the other thing is it it did need to happen because it's it's her driving force through the whole yeah. film because she blames herself because. The first minutes of the scene is her getting crazy fucking emails from her sister. And instead of calling her parents, be like, hey, what the fuck's going on at home? She calls Christian. Whereas if she called the parents, they might have lived. So half the film is her just blaming herself for her whole family's death. She did try to call the parents. That was the first that was the first call. Yeah. Oh. They were just dead. Well, I think it's also just like Ari (laughs) Aster's. I'm just saying. <laughs> God, I mean, Go ahead, Kayla. I think Ari Aster is also just like really interested in like the family unit in general. I mean, like the strange thing about the Johnsons is basically about like I know is basically about like when a family unit goes wrong, and like Hereditary is also about like loss in the family unit. And I feel like this is also like about if you lost your entire family in like one fail sweep, and you're also going to lose like the only other person you have really in your life 
like what happens. So I think mm-hmm. that's I think that's just something Ari Aster is in general interested in about. about. So I feel like it incest. had to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Incest too. That's what I meant mm-hmm. by interested in the family. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, that was a long-winded way to say incest. Yeah. Yeah. Ari Aster, you might also like. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, yikes is what big yikes is what you call it. Um, I'm sorry for even giving us a call card. No, uh, well, it had to come uh, We had to get here. <laughs> okay, so Christian is is to take a line from Caitlin uh, a few episodes ago or last last week. Yeah, uh, Christian is drinking that dum dum juice. Hell yeah. <laughs> Because he's like, he's such a fucking dumbass because he's like, I told her she's invited. She accepted, but she's not coming. <laughs> Where they do that at, dog? Yeah, I, anytime anybody's ever accepted my invitation, they usually come to the thing. <laughs> it is not It is not the uh, crux of the film, but that is the biggest violation of bro code of all time. Christian yeah. is yeah. a bad boyfriend and a bad friend. That is a huge violation of the bro code. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. So, she's not coming. Uh, she. Well. <laughs> uh, uh. What the fuck, man? Like that's the, how that conversation should have gone. And then they're she like, shows up, and they're immediately like, "So you're coming to Sweden, right?" And she's like, "Yeah." <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm just here. <laughs> yeah. It it is sort of interesting because it, you mentioned the bro code thing, Teach, because it's like. What he they say they're having this conversation and all Ari Aster is filming is their reactions to it, and and they're just talking to Christian off screen. So it almost highlights more of how of a big fucking idiot he is, where they're just looking at his face and they're just like, "What? What do you mean? <laughs> like, what the fuck know. are you talking about, Christian?" Is what they wanted to say the entire time. Man, they are in a toxic ass relationship. And if you've ever been in a toxic ass relationship, that fight that they have after the party is very accurate. Where they're yeah. just like, where they're just like, why didn't you tell me? Oh, I did tell you. No, you didn't. Oh, well, are you getting mad at me for being mad? Well, it just made me go, ugh. Like, <laughs> like, uh, Dude, the I'm- way he flips the script on her is just. I've been there. It sucks. Yeah, where he changed it on her, a yeah, person suffering from depression and anxiety. Yeah. yeah. Just like, so were you mad at me for being mad? I think I'm going to go. No, 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 no. I don't know. <laughs> that just was like, I don't know. Um, let's see. I did write, I feel like Ari Aster does shit with the camera just to do it. And he's just like, this will look cool. Yeah. There's no rhyme or reason to it. Like, Flipping the camera on its, on its axis Except and turning it up right now. It did just make me very anxious. So I feel like if you're someone at all that struggles with like vertigo, he like he got you right there. He was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Feel sick. Like you're on a fucking airplane. Also, what somebody said it was a reference to The Shining, and I was like, I can see that it. makes sense. That makes sense. Where that's a, that's, what, that's what I thought too when I saw it. That's what I thought. Oh too. really? That makes I thought, sense. oh, that's The Shining. Yeah. That's a good I catch. I hadn't mentioned. I hadn't even thought of that. I could see Go that ahead. too. I was just saying, like, because like the point of the sh- that like that Shaw and The Shining is to emphasize like the isolation that they're about to enter into, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I could kind of see that being a related item, I guess. Here, I don't know. What did y'all think of the shot where they're at the house uh, before they leave to Sweden, and 
she walks in and she's talking to them, but they only show her through the mirror. So you're seeing the couch yes. and you see the mirror and you only see her at the door through the mirror. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I think on first watch, I was like, oh, he's just, this is like one of those douchey movie things that people do. But in the second viewing, I, I found myself appreciating it more. Yeah. The, that and the transition from the panic attack in the bathroom to the air, airplane bathroom. Oh, yeah, that was yeah. a good one. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was really cool. Um, yeah, I wrote oh, down that bathroom when I was like, that shit is dope. That was really yeah. well done. Can you imagine having a panic attack at 30,000 feet? That sounds awful. Um, been we'll there. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like I've been there. <laughs> I feel like that's a lot of people, actually. Uh, <laughs> Will Poulter is so down to take mushrooms from a dude he just met. We yeah. all have the Will Poulter of our group that you could just say anything. He's like, hell yeah, I'm in. Let's go. We just got these mushrooms in this place where it never gets dark. You down? Oh, uh, fuck it. Yeah. No, dude, ask questions. Ask a question. Yeah, I think literally the any question. Swedish shrooms. <laughs> literally <laughs> any question. Shrooms of the U.S. <laughs> this like, is just, a gift. Yeah. Take just, it. Just one. Just one question, sir. Um, uh, how long? <laughs> For how long? Just uh, how how long will it? Is it like? Like 20, 25, 24 out, the, that kind? Or is it like, you know, just I like don't know. Yeah, I don't know. The, um, let's see. But he, t- they take it and then they have an argument. And I was saying it feels like this couple has been in it together forever because it's just like, oh, we're going to wait. No, 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 no. We're good. We're going to go. Are you sure? No, I'm sure. Are you sure you're sure? Just, it's just like, uh. Well, it's even like the birthday cake scene, right? Where he's like, I forgot it was your, like, your birthday or whatever. Like, here's the cake. And he can't fucking light it. And eventually, and then eventually he's looking away and she just like pretends to blow it out anyway, even though there's no lighter. Cause she's like, I don't want this man to try to fucking light this cake again. I was like, like, oh, this is a long relationship. (laughs) You have been together for a long time. He's just a bad boyfriend, though. He is also just, just like, a bad boyfriend. I forgot, I forgot your birthday. I, Dude, there would be hell to pay if I forgot Caitlyn's birthday. You can't forget your girlfriend's birthday. Even if it's daytime for 23 hours a day, you still can't forget her birthday. <laughs> it has to so, be yeah, an dude. alert on your phone. Like, yeah. every hour on the hour, so you don't fuck Fact. up. Yeah. Well, fuck Pele for being like... Uh, the ultimate like, dirty Mac. Oh, yeah. yeah. That is the Dirty Mac champion right there. Oh, my God. I said he's a homewrecker is what I wrote. But it's just like, oh, I remember it's your birthday. So here's a, here's a little drawing that I did. What did your boyfriend do? <laughs> yeah, if you appreciate know, like, Vic, you know damn well. <laughs> you know I forgot. Come to me first, oh, dude. Hell yeah, Pele, though. We both listen to the same podcast. Um. <laughs> So the, the that tea that she drinks has to be way stronger, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, just here, here, eat these. Well, we made a tea that's better. Uh, I feel like that tea's stronger. Um, the one jump scare that they really did have in this movie is when she runs into the bathroom and you see yep. her sister behind you. Yep. I didn't notice it at first, but then it scared me in in like retrospect where i was just kind of like wait that was i don't like that an hour after viewing yeah right (laughs) wait go into your own bathroom look in a mirror like oh right shit oh no i think that's one of my favorite scenes in the movie because 
they really play with the fact that you as the viewer have not oriented yourself in the space because they're just like in a random field. Like we were just upside down on this road and all of a sudden we're in this random field. We have no idea how far that goes back or what's back there or we can't see any buildings yet. And so as she goes up and starts to get high, it's like we have no idea where she is. And I thought they really played with that well in terms of making it seem, making it feel anxious because we as a viewer have no idea what's even surrounding her. We don't even know where she could run to. I really, mm-hmm. I, I really like that scene. She, yeah. um, um, go ahead, Jake. Really, this this whole film does that. Like, you are never fully in. Like, there's no map that you can like yeah. build in your mind of where everything is. Like, when we first enter the village, you're looking at houses built at like the weirdest angles, roofs that are at ninety degrees. Like, there is never a way to orient yourself around where anything is. Yeah. And I think there is a couple of cuts that break the line where buildings shift because i think the the temple that ultimately burns down starts out on the left side of the film and it ends on the right so everything is constantly in motion and you're never in the right space that you think you should be in i thought i was high for noticing that i thought it was me i I, I thought i was messing up i was like that temple wasn't there before but i thought it was being high the whole time well and i think that also contributes when it's like people like danny's asking like where is this person it's like oh they've been they've been taken back to the airport or like whatever like they left and you're just kind of like well how because I think, like, mm-hmm. the more disorienting the space is, the more, like, things are shifting and constantly moving, the less you can actually, like, imagine someone being able to get out, like, in truth. Like, because how do you get out? <laughs> don't they say the boyfriend, like, got a car? Yeah. Left in the morning? Yeah. Yeah, he, yeah. Left, it, he left in the truck to uh, go to the uh, train there station. There we'll wasn't come back. A car we'll come back you and never you. see. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like there's no cars in this village, so that's such a red flag. But like, no, he left in the truck. Well, and you're just like, truck. where? Where does he go? Is by the way, she's field. the only smart person in this movie. She's right. the only person that was like, wait a second, that doesn't make much sense. Everybody else is like, sure, whatever, they'll turn up. Like, she's like, <laughs> no, that doesn't make sense. What you're telling me doesn't make sense. She's the only smart person in the world. I mean, yeah, they do. Her and looks at her like, oh, you're in a shitty relationship too. Same. Yeah. <laughs> She might be the one person who didn't deserve her death. Yeah, seriously. Oh, I think both the British people didn't really, because like, especially that guy didn't deserve the Blood Eagle. He didn't do anything wrong besides call them out for why? shitty voodoo practices. Yeah, why is that not... <laughs> Why is that not Will Poulter, who were set up from yeah, the very Will beginning? Yeah, Will Poulter deserves to be playing. He's not like, uh, you should break up with your girlfriend because you could be getting this girl pregnant right now. Wah, wah, wah. Like, okay. I mean. Like, he deserved to be blood eagled. He pissed on a magic tree. He pissed on a magic tree. He did get He did get leather-faced. Yeah, he got leather-faced. I don't think that's worse. It, well, yeah, probably you're right. I mean, I because mean, that guy's he, lungs are still were still breathing. Yeah, Christian was still alive. Yeah, he's that still well, alive. So disturbing, this Christian. Other guy. Oh my god. The um. So really, what this was is that Ari Aster just listened to Hotel California <laughs> and made a movie. You can check out anytime what? you like. You can check out anytime <laughs> you like, but you, you can never you leave. Can check out. That's just The Shining. Yeah. Wait. We're back. Because we just discussed it. So we think Blood Eagle Dude is still alive. Yeah, he is. No, he is. He's breathing. 
That's also well, part of the blood eagle from when, yeah, I, like, that was... when I researched it is like that you want to keep them as alive as possible. Holy shit. It, they yeah. basically, always, yeah, they basically, that, he, go that, ahead, that was just, I just took that as that's still Christian tripping because every time they're on shrooms, everything just uh, pulses. It just pulses, oh. that's true. No, Maybe, with but... the, with the Blood Eagle, um, because I watched like four seasons of Vikings. No, uh, and they do they do uh, at least three in that show. Um, it, it is made to be sort of almost like a crucifixion, yeah. where it's okay. like where it's like you stay alive for a very long time, or at least wow. however however long you can. Yeah. And they cut open your back, break your ribs, and then uh, pull your lungs up over your shoulders. Uh, yeah, I feel uncomfortable. I didn't know that was a real thing. I thought that was some crazy shit that Ari Aster came up with. That's no, that was shit. a Viking. That was a Viking practice for Holy years. Shit. Yeah. yeah, it's bad. Uh, apparently, <laughs> researchers don't know if it's like actually possible to do that, but it's like a it's like in Viking like drawings was, and stuff. It was Holy theorized fuck. by Viking torturers. They were like the mythical blood eagle. You know what I would do? <laughs> yeah. If I was being cheated on, I would, I would sling his lungs around his shoulders. Oh man, I do. I will say I knew a blood eagle was coming, but when they, when I actually saw it for the first time, I gagged. I audibly was like, Bleh. like I just, <laughs> I, because it was so much crazier than I could have ever thought. The way that he pans down his back, and the, you see the lungs pulsating and stuff, and you're just like, oh my god, I hadn't seen anything like that. I'd never seen anything like that on same, film. same, yeah, yeah same. And, and the the ones in the Vikings are a little bit more, I mean, tame if you can call it that. But yeah, it's a little bit, it's a little bit more to the imagination, I guess, than this it's was. The, where... the flowers as the eyes that really just, I hate because it's like part. a, it's a slow like panning, turning like three sixty shot on his face, and you're staring at it. And then Christian gets hit with the dopest paralytic that has ever. <laughs> ever been it was just like knocked his ass out real quick um, so let's keep uh let's keep going down here um there was a waco reference shout out mm-hmm. uh ari aster desperately wants you to know that he does drugs because the mushroom trip is i i just feel like he's just like hey guys guys I, i've i've done psychedelics um <laughs> The uh, I had so I would, in college. Yeah, <laughs> I would never be cool with going to a convent, even in America. So the fact that these people are just like, yeah, duh, we'll do it. Who are these folks? They're just down for whatever. Like that, that's why the Waco joke stands out because it's like someone was aware enough to say, "Whoa, I'm getting some uh, culty vibes with this thing," and they all mm-hmm. were just like, "Yeah, sure, let's do it. It's gonna be fun." Yeah. Absolutely. All of you and sleep it, in the same room. I'm down. Let's go. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's not my idea of vacation. Study abroad, right? Jimmy uh, uh, looks so uncomfortable well, in those beds. He looks so uncomfortable when he's trying to, to be, sleep. To be honest, I also do think you're talking about study abroad. I feel like Danny is going to come back to the States and be like, I speak Swedish now. I did the... I did the, <laughs> I did the, I did the maple dance 
and then like I just suddenly could speak it and oh my god I'm so sorry have I been speaking Swedish this whole time (laughs) (laughs) so like I stayed in like a room with like everybody and i met this british couple and like and like just get it it just like awakened like what i really wanted for myself as a person so it's like you know like metaphorically i stuffed my ex into a bear (laughs) (laughs) you know you know when she returns every time she takes a drink out of a cup she immediately does the <laughs> for the plays, rest of her life. For plays, the rest of her life. She please never have I ever. <laughs> oh, my oh my god. Never have I ever intentionally sacrificed my boyfriend <laughs> in a cult ritual. Never just, have I just ever. Kidding, I have. <laughs> she goes never. to the zoo. They like see a bear exhibit. She's like. I saw a bear in Sweden. It was more free to see it in a habitat. She tears up. She's like, I'm, I'm so I'm so sorry. It's just this bear reminds me of my ex boyfriend. <laughs> Never have I ever stumbled upon my ex boyfriend having sex with a questionably aged woman surrounded by several older women. Several one, very old women. One, one, yeah. one, one woman pushing his hips to the middle. Man, that was I don't want to skip ahead, but she is a complete dickhead for winning the May Queen competition. There is no you cannot do that. These these girls there are probably like the coolest thing that they could ever do. They all want to win this. And this fucking stupid American goes over there and wins the contest. That's so juicy. Everybody's just like this bitch. Uh, this happens every 90 years and they all die at 72. They will never experience this again. Never! It's How dare she? <laughs> I can't like, believe that she did that. Like They've been no waiting one. their whole lives. They're like, this is my year. I'm doing it. Like, I'm getting the fucking May Queen. No, you're not. I did call this, I did call this step up to the convent. <laughs> <laughs> the dancing competition in the middle of this fucking movie. Um... God damn it. Yeah, they would be so fucking mad. They would be like, Can you believe this bitch? Like they just like, <laughs> they would have like, hated her. They she ruined their lives. I can't believe she made that decision. Well, I wouldn't think that she's so high, but you're not too high to realize that you're doing something that's culturally <laughs> behind, weird. Behind her back, all the other Swedish girls are like, fuck that bitch. <laughs> like Well, they're all when when she's wailing and moaning and having a panic attack, they're all patronizing her <laughs> to her face. They're like, uh, your boyfriend's fucking another girl. <laughs> Man, you hate to see that. <laughs> are you gonna are you gonna cry about it now? <laughs> <laughs> this one that's all that is is just a patronizing thing to her man. Yeah. oh look at me I'm having a panic attack this is Mean Girls 3 and all the sweets are <laughs> Regina George <laughs> Jesus Christ yeah you ever been you ever been somewhere where you feel like a fish out of water and accidentally <laughs> too drunk like where you're just like <laughs> yeah just like at a country concert or something and you're just like I don't belong here <laughs> Royan you ever been to Northgate hell yeah <laughs> that is my exact experience at Northgate yeah where it's just like where it's just like oh fuck alright there are crocs and cowboy hats in here not my people. 
these are not my people. <laughs> no, yeah, we're just, we're just like, but you know what? I'm going to have a good time. That's what Danny was doing, and everybody yeah. hated her for it. Um, sure. I did write down Pelly as a home wrecker, so that's interesting. But, like, also, how romantic. You just win May Queen. Oh, a guy sweeps in. He's like, that's his tongue down your throat. And you're just like, wow, this is magical. I've won May Queen, and I got a new boyfriend all in one day. Who hurt you? <laughs> <laughs> Winning May, winning May Queen is what Caitlin called. Caitlin called tripping too hard at Coachella. No, there was like, nothing romantic about that at all. No. First of all, all of your friends are gone. <laughs> you haven't seen your friends in four days. That's not romantic. That's what most girls do in a relationship anyway. And they're just like, friends, be gone. God damn. I, Literally. I, I have a boyfriend. I have a boyfriend oh now. My God. <laughs> I've had two glasses of wine and I'm having a great time right now. <laughs> yeah. You drank okay. whatever tea they took before the. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. I'm driving. I'm, I'm dancing you around this room it. right now. <laughs> this is yeah, very yeah. far from the point, but I just want to say. That picture that he gave Danny does not look like her at all. I know. <laughs> it, like, it is, fuck, is, it is straight shit. Napoleon Dynamite vibes. <laughs> Get I did the shit on her upper lip. <laughs> this shit is horrible, Pella. Get the shit on my face. <laughs> and she's like, no, it's great. I will cherish it and love it forever and ever. Guys, <laughs> he throws that shit in the trash. This is about a breakup and a rebound. And like the great romance that happens when you find your perfect reap. <laughs> Who is Ari Aster in this? He has to feel like he's Pele, right? He thinks he's Danny. Yeah. <laughs> you think? Oh. I think he thinks. I think he thinks he's Danny because Pele yeah. basically sacrificed all the people to be killed. And I don't know if he sees himself no. as Pele, but I think he sees Ari, himself as Danny. Yeah, Ari Aster one hundred percent thinks he's Danny because he's all like, yeah. My ex deserves to be burned alive. Like, that's what's going on in this man when he made this film. All right. Can we talk about the scene that I feel like besides the Blood Eagle and, of course, the very ending, uh, the old people just uh, dodoing themselves to their death? <laughs> Holy shit, man. No, dodoing. What just the- like. <laughs> dodoing. They telegraphed that shit from the very beginning, and yet I still was shocked when she fucking bounced off that fucking rock. <laughs> I was shocked, too, but I couldn't believe it. I, I felt the same exact way when I watched it the first time. I was super shocked, but the second time, I was like, oh, you can tell the whole time what's about to happen. But for whatever reason, mm-hmm. when I watched it the first time, I had no fucking idea, and I was, I was like, what the fuck is going on when she jumped? But yeah, they, know, they, you could see it the whole time. When they said, we only live to 72, and Pele jokes like they kill him, and you're just like, oh, no, you weren't fucking joking. Oh, you ain't joking, damn. Yeah. And it's just like, uh, again, we go back to Josh or Cheedy or William Jackson Harper, whatever, just dragging his friends, casual, dragging his friends along to what he knows is a literal sacrifice. (laughs) And then they're just like, just watch, just watch, just watch. Like, what? We're in a dunk competition? Like, what is this? (laughs) (laughs) Also, does he like know about like Mitsumer then? Like, I feel like yeah, he should know in, a little bit more. In all of his research, was he not? For That's a, a great like, point. That's a great like, point. 
maybe they've rounded us up here to sacrifice. Like, his antenna yeah. never went up. He never he never was suspicious ever. Like it never at any point was he like, holy shit, I think I read this one thing this one time where they sacrificed <laughs> people on these things, and maybe I didn't think it was literal, and so I saw a literal suicide. Then maybe it could be literal, at, but he never was aware. At what point are you just like, I'm out? At what point? Like, where, for for you, literally, in this movie, like, where are you just like, you know what? Nah, fuck that. Mm -mm, I'm out. Like, it, I think it's when we start sleeping all in the same room. Yeah, I think that's it's probably where... when I'm out. <laughs> yeah, I'm out. <laughs> Actually, when we have, as soon as we have no cell service, fuck that, I'm out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, the no cell service thing. Like, I could probably do that, like for a vacation. That's fine. But like, nah, nah. we all got to sleep in the same room. No, no, no. I'm gonna just go to like an Airbnb or something. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this could have all been avoided if they had all had like reservations at an Airbnb. <laughs> <laughs> the okay, so back to the they watch a literal woman just go and when she slaps that rock, I was oh just like, God. ooh, it made me. It took it took my breath away. I was like, oh, well, because like, what? Ari Aster doesn't even do it as a like actual like beat, right? It's an absence of a beat. Am I like? Yeah, it's like quiet. It's, yeah, no, no, no yeah. you're right. There's no yeah. sound on it. Yeah. And it that's more upsetting to me. Where I'm like, there should be a thud. I want this like your back is broken, like because that's normal. Like the fact that there was a total absence of sound. I don't. That was what made me be like, oh fuck. And the I makeup too. Go yeah, ahead. I think it's upsetting there because your brain. You've been hearing this little uh, buildup in the in the music, yeah. and all of a sudden it goes silent for the impact, and your brain literally like inserts it in there. Like exactly, your brain, your brain does the thing, yes. and that that uh -huh. is fucking horrifying. It's worse when your brain has to add it in because you don't add in like a normal just like sound effect. You put in like a gruesome like, like just a... the worst, yeah. Which makes sense because like Stephen King always talks about how like the monster is boring. It's like not seeing the monster that's scary. And mm -hmm. I feel like in, it's similar in this vein where it's like not hearing the sound is what's terrifying. Well, like, she starts to fall and you're like, no way are you going to see. And then they just have a wide shot of her face. Just <laughs> nailing. You're just like, what oh the God. fuck? And then like, they go to my guy's know. leg. Holy shit. I hate the leg. I hate the leg. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie when i knew what was coming and they just do a wide shot of everybody looking at him and he just kind of falls i i was like oh no like i had a little weird <laughs> chuckle i was just like oh fuck <laughs> okay I don't, know what, I don't know how to describe it i i, I, I laughed a little bit i was like Britain's like, like, oh, like these fucking nerds don't know what's happening <laughs> i was like, several drinks in at this point because this is like an hour into the movie like it takes, like, it takes an hour to turn shit up to 11 for yeah. sure and so like he fell and i was like this bitch laid on his legs this fucking idiot <laughs> <laughs> and then, you don't even know how to jump right dude and then the show's away and i'm like holy shit yeah everyone knows if you're jumping from a cliff jump towards your back like yeah, you don't land on it's like the dude, fucking Batman scene where he's just I, like, I thought you can't kill me from this height. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was fucking hilarious, though, when he's like, he's laying there like, ah, and they're all just like yelling at him like, bitch, 
<laughs> you don't know how to jump, dumb bitch. I love that. They were the, and I love the way that the British couple starts to react. They are basically the viewer, like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? What the fuck is happening? The way they're the way they're reacting is just so it felt so natural to me of like if you went to some event, like let's say you thought you were going to a concert or something, and all of a sudden there was like a mass suicide, you'd just be like, What the fuck is happening here? Why are y'all as freaked out as I am? Y'all are fucking crazy. I just love that reaction. The mental image is just maybe the wildest image I've ever like conjured. Just going to like a Jonas Brothers concert. (laughs) (laughs) It's just it's like just a Heaven's Gate Jonestown situation. Jesus Christ. I just want to know how often people have like fucked up the suicide and where they were just immediately like get the hammer. (laughs) (laughs) Was it the first first time, second time? When did they learn they needed the hammer? Yeah. Yeah, Because they had the hammer on deck. They were like, they were ready ready. for that shit. Hammer stage right. And not only did they hit him once, they passed that shit to the next person. Like, take your turn. And then it was like, gladly. Whack-a-mole. Jesus Christ. Wait, what did you think about how they filmed all of that? Uh, so it's really more in the lead up. Like the obviously the falling off the cliff is great, and it's mostly done in wides with just inserts of reactions. Um, but the the buildup is 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 really good because much like the actual suicide scene like it's in silence nobody at the dinner is talking it's all very ritualistic and we we're with the group as it's happening like you're wondering like what's happening are these old people going to be honored why is nobody talking oh we're sitting down now like the buildup is to them dying is so unexpected because it's, I mean, there's not really a whole lot of music. There's not like a whole lot of sound effects. It's just going through motions, very confused. And then to get to the top of a hill and then like, ooh, so good. I felt, I, I did kind of feel, I, I, as soon as they were up on top, like hauling them up to the top of the hill, I was like, yeah, they're jumping. Or getting, they're getting Spartan kicked off there or something like that. Like that's, <laughs> that's what I thought they were getting 300 kicked off that thing. But the... Uh, but so that was kind of telegraph but i will say when when her again when her face just smacked off that rock i was ooh. um and then they did do something when danny was having a panic attack later or when she was having a dream on the sleeping pill like the night after where his face regenerates after oh, y'all I hated that, that. I yep, hated yeah, that. Yeah. Yep. Yep. crushed and it regenerates i was like oh like i was like I was like the the Leonardo DiCaprio pointing meme. I was like, whoa! Like, <laughs> Why was that worse though? Like, genuinely, it was. I felt I've more uncomfortable. Like I felt more uncomfortable with it that way. Yeah, I just bizarre. never seen because it it didn't look like special effects. No, it didn't. Like it didn't look like CGI or anything. So it's just like Mm-mm. I, you know, like an actual human head, just like it just looked like they. Caving. It looked like they just reversed some stop motion, like which is yeah, upsetting. probably yeah. Um, I will say, I, I, sorry, I got it. No, I, I gotta give, I gotta give props to myself for coming up with that Gallagher bit. Uh, because 
Congrats on being the first person with the watermelon I, I love bits that begin with, I gotta give myself props for doing I gotta give, <laughs> I gotta give myself props. I was props the first person to reference Gallagher. I no, am. Well, Gallagher hadn't been referenced in fucking 30 years. And so I was in there going like, Who's that dude that smashed his watermelons on stage? That was the first thing that I thought of when they got his head smashed. And I don't know. I don't know what that says about me. It but, immediately uh, made me think of the bear Jew. <laughs> it's like Eddie fucking ball game. <laughs> <laughs> all the way to fucking Landau Street. You ain't yacht uh, on that one. Um, Jesus Christ. While we're. Uh, shit. <laughs> I keep. Oh, yeah. Let's. Let's imagine a world where this isn't an Ari Aster film, but instead this is an Eli Roth film. Oh, it's a way less subtle. <laughs> there's no subtlety at all. Yeah, there's no subtlety. It's just sort of like way more people die. You don't see how Cheedy actually are like Cheedy is like you see the dismemberment of him and everything else. You see Will Poulter getting his face cut off. You know, the, you see all that probably. Not to I, say like he left a lot to the imagination with the Blood Eagle and him. You know, the woman. I don't know, basketballing off the rock. Like there's, there's not. But with like an Eli Roth film or something like that, it's it's a way over the top. So I've never seen any Eli Roth films except for The House with a Clock in Its Walls, which was the amazing family. Oh, yeah, I forgot he did that. The kid, <laughs> the, yeah. the kid film with Jack Black and Kate Blanchett. So when you said that, I was like, interesting. Midsummer, <laughs> but made as a Goosebumps film. <laughs> that was Feel a good. one for me. What did he get out of that again? I don't know. What? He he did that as a one for you, one for me, but I forgot what he got out of that. Probably his fifth hostile film. <laughs> We're not doing it, Eli. All right, right, I'll direct a Jack Black film. Fine, you get one more. You get one more. <laughs> um, um, so the Blood Eagle, like, let's see. Christian, uh, what did I say? Oh, I said Christian. I wrote down Christian Stripe, but I meant... Christian stroke game is weak. <laughs> wait, wait, it is, it is kind of bad. Yeah, how do we go from Blood oh. Eagle to the stroke game? <laughs> yeah, because the bloody, my notes are out of order. The Blood Eagle <laughs> comes after the stroke game. I was going back up through my notes. Oh, got uh, it, got it. I was just I was like, going... this is Royden's notes. It just goes Blood Eagle <laughs> stroke game? Question mark. How yeah, give my guy Christian a pass? Who could perform under those circumstances? Anyway? <laughs> I, I yeah, is no way. not just what an orgy is. And I think a lot no. of people could perform no. very well under those That's what an eyes no, wide not, shut. That's not what an orgy is. Because everyone's never, focused on you. They're not I'm doing sorry. their own thing. They're focused on him. I'm sorry. I may not be an orgy connoisseur. But like what I, I feel is <laughs> Connoisseur is not the right word. <laughs> that is 100% the word I mean. An meant. orgy sommelier. <laughs> in weirder ways. Where are we going? What is happening? I don't know. <laughs> I am, I am. She's defending orgies right now. I'm not defending 
defending them. Is it an orgy where you they just all stare at you while you <laughs> That's no, what I'm saying. I feel like I, at an orgy, everybody is having sex. They're not just watching yeah, you. Yeah, okay. they're not watching so, you, and they're definitely not pushing you down into her. They're not. First, like, of, all, they're not first of all, I'm clearly not defending orgies because <laughs> I'm clearly I'm clearly making a critique against them, which is to say that they are involved largely in cult rituals in which an old woman's pushing your ass back and forth. But like, that's it. What? That's in it. <laughs> the woman like gets behind him. That's what I meant by his yeah. throat game she was saw, weird. She saw he was I think oh, yes, what a weird sorry. scene. What a weird <laughs> the, point that, is, that one... the point is I'm saying I don't know how weird it would be. I feel like this is definitely something someone wants. And maybe they could tell Christian yeah, Ari Aster. that. Yeah, and <laughs> and if Christian and Ari Aster are analogs, then this makes perfect sense. Um so yeah, that scene made me more uncomfortable than anything else in this movie. Okay. So yeah. here's my theory. It's not my theory, but it's a theory I read that I'm buying full force into. Because I'm I'm a firm believer that if you're gonna make a film, that everything has to be intentional. Yeah. Christian and that girl are, are the only redheads in this film. There's a theory that Christian was somehow either born into this cult or has some connection to it and is the girl's sister. And, oh, God damn it. But, hold on, hold on. The Oracle, we are flat out told straight up, yep. he is a creation of incest. We have to get a new Oracle and there's only one person that the whole group is like, yeah, you two definitely need to bang. Ooh. Christian is that girl's sister. Christian is that girl's sister or brother. I don't I know why. Like I don't know why I decided to go so like English professor on you there, being like, <laughs> which one? Get it right, Jake. I don't know. May I go to the Correct. That would make sense of why there's a ceremony for the for the for them actually making a child, like yeah, impregnating her. That would explain otherwise, that. yeah, what's the point otherwise? Yeah, so why is everybody else in there? Why the so this is my whole <laughs> so this is my whole arc on Pele. Um, he makes no sense in the friend group, other than like your friend group be like, Yeah, we got the foreign exchange student, we're cool. But otherwise else he doesn't make sense. That's yeah. what I've and been so, thinking this whole time. I was like, at like, what point were they like, this bitch is like <laughs> well, he doesn't belong. Like he doesn't party with them. He doesn't share the same interests. Like he's only there essentially. I mean, we know as watchers, he's there just so he can take people to sacrifice them. But, but he also probably was there to get Christian. Be like, yo, we gotta get you back in. Well, oh like God, they already. Well, they also already set him up as like a weird love interest for Danny early on, which I don't really know why that's done. Where it's like they kind of, because what is it that he like used to kind of date Connie, and then Connie is kind of like we didn't. Oh, get that was the other. Oh, that yeah. was the other guy. Yeah. Is it the other yeah. guy? I yeah, it was the was, other guy who was brought in the British couple. No, I they look that, a lot alike. Are they not the same person? <laughs> no, the other guy. <laughs> The other guy's named Ingmar, and he got he gets what? a little fire. Yeah, yeah, he's the one that screams at the end. I definitely, I thought they were just added in at the end for no reason. 
No, Pele doesn't die. Oh, I didn't think he did. I just thought the two people at the end were unrelated to the people. Oh. I thought I thought Pele was no. just like I. They look the same, guys. They know they do. They look a lot of. They look very much the same. But the other I, guy's name like Umar or something like no, that. No, I think right? I think that's right. I just wow. We gotta watch the uh, <laughs> At the, All right, we gotta go back. Right I don't, after the thick hair, but when they're sitting down for dinner, and they actually put something in his tea, and you see all the cups, and his is like at least four shades darker than everybody's cup. <laughs> yeah, it? every it stands out to me. Even the first time I watched, it, I was like, his cup doesn't look like anybody else's cup, and he's just drinking it like everything's good. Yeah, he's like, fuck it, let's do it. <laughs> Madden awareness level zero for every single one of these people. Every um, single one of these people. Because it's just like, here, drink this. Uh, what's in it? Doesn't matter. Fine. <laughs> she, li- she literally tells him it's gonna lower your inhibitions. He goes, okay, cool. Like he's what? Like, what? Cool. Uh, she sick. told you. Yeah, no, because he's like, yeah. he was probably like, hell yeah, that's alcohol. Bottoms <laughs> up, bitch. <laughs> he was like, that's I, owl. I definitely took also it. at the point where he's starting to drink all that weird mushroom tea. All of your friends are gone. Again, I repeat, they're all gone. Yeah. And you're just like, all right, my girlfriend's dancing and all my friends are gone. Uh, yeah, seems like a good enough time to drink a psychedelic. I feel mm-hmm. as if none of you have ever been in college because I do think that is a completely rational response as a college person. I know every single of you have been in college. So like, come on. Have nope. you never? Have you gotta you make never, sure your friends are good. I, I have, feel you like never, have you never? Have you never? Are you safe? among us. Black yeah. people operate differently. You gotta make sure everybody's accounted for. Bro. Yeah, it's like, yeah. hey, where the fuck? Been three days. So like, technically, you need a trip, mom. I guess as like women, we also make sure everyone else is accounted for, except for like sure. dudes. Like, I don't. My guy friends could disappear, and I really would just like be like, ah. Oh, they're somewhere. For like, days. We get it. You want to be Danny. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's me. You know who the May Queen of this podcast is, though. <laughs> it's me. I'm. <laughs> I get um, it. I'm asserting like power. And I'm killing Dex. He's in a bear. Jesus. Oh, damn. <laughs> I'm the one that brought you. I'm the killer. <laughs> That's why. Um, That's, it's the deeper cut. <laughs> it's the four hour cut. Um, That's the four hour The cut. only last thing that I have on Pele is when we first meet the Oracle, uh, we're told that like he has unclouded vision oh, or yeah. whatever, and that's how he's able to see. The last thing that's said to Pele is you have now have the gift of unclouded vision. Oh. So somehow he has been like the puppet master of this whole thing and his reward at the end is like he gets some sort of leadership position he gets he the incest be... magic yeah he gets the incest magic that quasimodo character freaked me out <laughs> what <laughs> scary as shit wearing will will's face <laughs> uh, was that him yeah i didn't know they mm-hmm. were the same okay yeah, that quasi- yeah. when they when they just panned over and he's just like just going up back and forth on the thing with finger paints, I was like I was like Ugh. like it just it just was un- yeah. it was really unsettling. Um, but the yeah, and then the Leatherface thing with uh, Will 
Will Poulter was uh, good. But I mean, hey, don't piss on the ancestral tree. Yeah. I'm, or at least show some remorse about it. He was just like, what? What? I, I just had to take a piss. It's like, I it's had a tree. Pee. I had also, pee. that tree is in like the middle It'll, of yeah. everything. Yeah, he was just going to free ball in I, front of society. I don't think you that... just saw them shovel their elders into the face <laughs> of it, and you're just going to like, oh, right here is good. Also, like, people like stand around it. Like, it's very clear this is like the center of things. And you're just all like, hell yeah. This is exactly like, where I'm doing this. He couldn't have done like the normal do thing and like walked three or four feet into the woods. Isn't that what you're saying? He was just like, to- no, this yes. down log. He had no shame. Isn't, isn't that what they teach you in like Boy Scouts? I feel like that's the entire point of Boy Scouts. No, they t- you're teaching you how that. to pee in woods. Yeah, like appropriately, like the etiquette. <laughs> you don't even need Boy Scout for that. You just know not yeah. to pull your dick out in front of people. Like, I don't know. Normal person in broad ass daylight is just like, I'm gonna piss on this. Appar- like, apparently, it's down not log. That, apparently, it's not that much common knowledge. So, like, what I'm saying. Oh, Will, <laughs> Will Poulter in this movie, Mark, I guess, is also a big dumb dumb. So, That's like. True. He is um, dumb, dumb juice. I, I did say um, before, uh, when they're starting to sort of wrap up the film, uh, the NBA draft lottery in this is rigged. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with, a, with that, uh, with those, with those ping pong, weird ping pong balls that they pull out of there. It's like, who's it going to be? One of these or Christian? Like, <laughs> <laughs> It's just like, that, New York Knicks, New York Knicks, New York Knicks, and Pelicans. You're just like, oh, it's like is the, it this random stranger or your ex you just saw fuck a girl. Which one? Yeah. No, there's an option. Do you think that dude was relieved when she picked Christian? Or was he like a little bit like, oh shit, I wanted to be burned. It I wanted to honor. be the bear. I don't know. As yeah. someone who likes like attention, I feel like I feel like <laughs> I feel like, damn. You would have been upset to not have been ritualistically <laughs> What? Burnt? Like, only, like, a little bit. Like, just because. Because I what would, am I? People am would... I not, like, fu- burnable enough? To yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. How fucking dare you? Like, why not me? Do I... <laughs> Do I not look flammable enough to you? Whatever, bitch. I am hot fire flames, baby. I'm, t- the, uh, I'm too hot for the fire. You're right. Take it what away. Do y'all think, what do y'all think of Chris's performance in this movie? I, I forgot the actor's name. What do y'all think of his performance in this movie? Perfect. I think he was a big time dickhead, and I think he did pretty good. He did but a good job. Also, some of, mm-hmm. some of the lines that he delivered, like, we've never known Josh or whatever. Like, we just don't want to say Like, he yeah. played over the top douchebag pretty good and also dumbass boyfriend pretty well too, where it's just like just break up, you know, just you know that guy that just will not break up with his girlfriend. Yeah. Like we've all known that guy. Sometimes people have been that guy. And you're just mm-hmm. like to the outside, it looks very much like this guy is a big time dumbass. And I think he does that pretty well. He he you reminds know? me of every emotionally distant like ex I've ever had. I feel like this was fairly accurate yeah i i like I mean, his performance but i think the part that really stands out to me is when he's all doped up and you know because we don't hear her say his name they just put the decision to her and you know what's about to happen and then the scene changes and he's in the bear costume his face 
the look on his face when they like basically they're like who's gonna get the first pick in the draft and they pan to her <laughs> you see that she's pondering it the look on his face is so perfect he's just it's like a part of him knows like she did just see me fucking that random woman like that was the last <laughs> time i saw her and then now i see her again she's definitely going to kill me the look on his face is just like uh i'm dead I just really like the way he did that scene. I really like. Has to act with his eyes a lot. So yeah, exactly. Like. Um, my guy also had very picking balls out for a lot of this movie. It's true. For, for a bit too long, I, I would say. For too long. I, I'll, I'll definitely agree that it was a bit too long. Just run around. Um, the opening of the film when she's just like complete breakdown on the couch and he's coddling her. Without saying a single word, you can tell he absolutely doesn't want to be there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's kind of looking into the middle distance. He's just kind of like, oh, here we go again. Yeah, like he absolutely could not care less that his girlfriend's family just died hours ago. Like he could be anywhere else in the world and he'd be fine. He's just inconvenienced. Like suddenly he can't Mm -hmm. do the thing he wanted to do. He can't smoke resin. I always think (laughs) if he's sitting there, he's thinking... I hope this doesn't fuck up my Sweden trip. I, I always <laughs> oh, yeah, we're not what he's thinking. Exactly. This is definitely going to fuck up my weekend. God damn it. <laughs> Just like, oh, man, bad, bad boyfriend. Also, too, when he's like her suicidal uh, sister is emailing her. He's like, well, you just enable her. Bad boyfriend. Yeah. Bad immediately you're just like well you just all you do is just enable her to like do more she's not gonna do anything yeah uh isn't she like bipolar or something like that like she i think i need to take this call it's just a just a dumbass boyfriend it's just so bad yeah. is there Anybody, a single I mean, good decision made in this movie by anyone um mm. Pele picked the I dumbest mean, white people he could find. Yeah, I was about to say that for Kaylee. Yeah. I mean, Kaylee batted a thousand. And he found the May like, Queen. I'm proud of On her. accident, too. Found the May Queen on accident. They have to be like, they have to be like, where'd you find it? This wasn't a part of the deal. I'm also the proud. Best I'm proud of Chitty for like. St- Chitty? Ch- Chitty. Chitty. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. We love you. Um, Yeah. No, I'm proud of him for standing up to someone else that was stealing his research. That was a good decision. Proud of him. Yeah. Um, That takes a lot of courage. Fucking Pele's Jerry Krause out here. Uh, The... (laughs) the, I have a lot of basketball references in this movie. That's weird. Um, Let's see. I, I did say that, you know, some of this movie is unsettlingly unsettlingly funny where yeah. uh-huh. I don't know if y'all feel the same way, like especially some of the ending scenes or, or when it feels like they're mocking them when they're all screaming at the same time, or, you know, the look on his face when he cannot believe that he's in the middle of the, this fuck shack with uh, all these women around him. And he's just like, what the fuck is going in the look on his face. And, and it, it is funny kind of when, it's just a look on his face when he's wrapped up in a bear carcass where he's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> like it is, it is sort of, I don't know. To me, it was sort of funny. And when they, it, cause it's so surreal 
when they pan out and they light the thing on fire and they pan out and Florence Pugh's gagging and walking around that big ass flower costume. Oh, and yeah. Just walking around, like lugging that thing around. I kind of was like, what the fuck is going like that weird, that weird um, Julia Louis Dreyfus uh, meme? Like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> like, uh, my favorite unintentional, maybe intentional comedy scene is when they're deboweling the bear the dude is like teaching the kids like this is how you break the ribs like educational moment also we're about to put a human being in this <laughs> the guy's sitting in the corner watching it and listening to them doing this and they're just like so this is how you take out the gun now pay attention will, and it's just like, will this ever even come up in these kids lifetimes though because it only happens every nope. 90 years and they all die at 92. Yeah. They don't need to know this, really. I guess except to, like, pass it on to the ne- the people that will actually see it. But, like... I don't know. The way when they're like, is that a bear in the cage? And Pele is like, yeah, fuck you. It's a bear in the cage. Don't... I wrote that. What? I wrote that down. <laughs> it's a goddamn bear. Like, it's normal. Yeah, so don't maybe be a they're bitch, just bro. It's a bear. Like, it's a weekly. Baylor fucking Not that bear. big of a deal. Go, <laughs> go Baylor. Stop looking. It's just a bear. What? I will say, like, they started to pick him up to shove him in that bear before they had even taken the ribs out of that thing. <laughs> so it's just like, I don't know how they they did that. But the uh, that was funny when they had the bear in the cage. Nail it on the blood eagle with the ribs, but on <laughs> the bear. Just yeah. shit the bed. When when there's like, is that a bear in a cage? And he just, yeah, it's a bear. <laughs> what? Fuck the bear. It's a bear. What? <laughs> What is it, what this is, is Sweden. Like? That's my pet. What? We just have bears in cages. What is the problem? How is that the first question you've asked about this place? By the way, <laughs> is that a bear? <laughs> we walked through a giant sun. That was weird. Should we talk about that? Nope. There's a bear in a cage. What the fuck? Not even. What day is it? <laughs> no. Not, How not... long have we been tripping? Yeah. Bear. Uh. So the ending scene is kind of funny because it, it, she's walking around that big dumb flower dress and it's kind of funny. And uh, they, they give the people, of course they haul in like everybody, half the people aren't even real or like just disembodied faces. And that's kind of freaky. Uh, they're just like pine straw shoved in, you know, they're just scarecrows basically with human faces, which was like, Ugh. but then they give the two live sacrifices this this like lsd or something and then they're like take this and feel no pain and then immediately that's dead on fire and the guy's like, ah! like they just <laughs> lied to him <laughs> i wouldn't lie just like well, you do this nothing. every 92 years or whatever it is you could really tell that lie every time you could yeah, yeah. <laughs> you never have to come back on it <laughs> these fucking shamans are just giving some tylenol pm <laughs> Take this and feel no pain. Take this aspirin. Yeah. <laughs> and you'll feel fine. Too bad. No, what if they on fire? It's three aspirin. What if they like in preparation just underbatch the uh, trash can punch of uh, mushrooms? <laughs> and like the Americans took way too much. They're so, like, oh shit, we are out of shrooms. Like these guys are gonna burn alive. I I don't know. They overshot. Wait, 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 wait. You didn't give him the other thing, did you? (laughs) Did you give him the red cup or the blue cup? Oh fuck, dude! There's three crushed up pezes. Like that's like, like, (laughs) 
God damn it. That was just just water. Yeah, what? it was actually originally a placebo the Americans were supposed to get. Yeah. <laughs> you oh supposed God. to believe they were <laughs> There is a YouTube video on uh, on YouTube. Um, well, on Vimeo. Uh, on Vimeo of the... <laughs> of that scene but taken with no with all the music out of it and it is haunting because with the music you're kind of like like it is weird and bad but just hearing the isolated screams and christian's breathing it is disturbing <laughs> so i have to imagine that they were have to they were like hey put some music in over this please ari and he's just fine going whatever um, I wrote down she just purged everything toxic out of her life. Yeah. I mean, yeah. basically. It's a breakup. Mm. <laughs> uh, and can she go note, back? Like, yeah, yeah. Go back Are there gonna... a regular ass person? Like, I feel no, like she I don't will. They let her go. Back. I don't think I she returns to America. I think she stays there. I think she's found new family, yeah. which ties back into the trauma of losing her family. Yeah. She finally feels accepted. She obviously first turned to her boyfriend to try to find that level of acceptance and help in dealing with this. And when she didn't get it, she found new family. So I don't think she ever comes back to America. Yeah, I don't think. I no, don't think we're I supposed mean, to think she does. Always, like we're not supposed yeah. to think she yeah. goes back. I want to know what and really day to day life is like for the May Queen when you're not lighting people on fire in bear. You're just a normal ass person. Maybe it's a super normal day. place after the festival's over. Maybe it's like super normal. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, the, the kids were watching Austin Powers. Yeah, they were. That's true. Oh yeah, they were. It's like the village. They just walk a little bit, and they're like in modern day. Except for these like four days, life is normal. <laughs> like we're all just good. Let's like let's go to the fucking mall. So we're gonna go or see Fast and Furious Eight if you just want to come. Like it's not. <laughs> it's not a big deal. Um, oh my god, he left me on red. <laughs> I'm gonna put him in a bear. Is there, but is are like the Americans going like, hey, there's like uh, at least seven uh, missing mm -hmm. students from this one college yes. every that every ninety years, and a set of Americans <laughs> and a couple people from the UK vanish in space. Where they just they look for him for two seconds and they're just ah, another disappearing college student here gives a shit like uh, just like they're like, fucking anthropology kids. Nobody's looking for them. All they gotta do is tell them. They were here and they were doing shrooms the whole time. We don't know what happened to them. We're like, all right, case closed. Drug addicts. Yeah. <laughs> and we're drug missing addict. our pet bear. We don't know you what see, happened. I was just like, <laughs> drug addicts is probably more accurate, but I was just like, uh, no one wants them. So I like they look specifically for people within anthropology and psychology PhD programs, and they're like <laughs> harvest from these groups specifically. <laughs> these are uh, the rejects from society. <laughs> We would like them gone. <laughs> so, um, oh, it's so like you a have about tie-in. Yeah, so we have uh, five majors that you can choose from. <laughs> to, uh, choose Which ones would you like to choose this uh, this ninety years? Oh well, let me see. Um, I got to tell you, the communications people are just so fucking dumb. Uh, they fall for every. I say that as a communications major, we would we would get in on this shit really quickly. Yeah, uh, sure. y'all would be like, film, "Ooh, film language." Film making majors would be like, "Can I? Can, can we make this into a documentary?" God, this is going to South by Southwest for sure. This is going to Can, yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. um, the uh, 
So yeah, I don't really have that many more notes. I have like miscellaneous things. Uh, my final note <laughs> that I wrote down was it is crazy that they had more people of color in this movie than perks of being a wallflower. <laughs> <laughs> With one. Wow, that's a stoop right there. Two. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah. three. Three. Oh, yeah. right. the British three, three people of color. Amazing. Three yeah. times as many. Three, literally three times as many people of color. It was just, I, I don't know why that came to my mind. I guess because we talked about it all. All right, Aster. No progressive. Yeah. <laughs> no, it is a movie based in Sweden, and they have more people of color than a movie based in Pittsburgh. Wow. Yeah. Not wrong. In a Crazy. public high school. In a I just. <laughs> It was. I just wrote that note down because we talked about it so much last last week. But um, uh, I don't know what y'all think about this. I think because it was light the entire film, I wasn't as scared. And I think we touched on this a little bit. Uh, I wasn't as scared as I would have been with Hereditary. And I haven't watched Hereditary, but I, from what uh -huh. I've seen, I feel like I'd be more scared of Hereditary because uh, I'm scared of the dark because you don't know sure. what's in it. I, I um, think that's what made the movie so impressive. Is that they were able to capture that feeling without, which is the biggest crutch in in horror movie history, which is darkness. And I thought mm -hmm. um, I was I walked away being impressed with the level of anxiety they were able to produce without it ever being dark. I thought that was really cool. There's one yeah. scene, uh, like a two minute scene. The cinematographer Paul Pugger, something Polish. Yeah, I'm not right. going to get close there. Um, he. Purposely, I mean, obviously with Ari, if you watch the film from start to finish, it increasingly gets brighter and brighter to when we get to the final scene of her crying, like it's almost desaturated. Like it is just yeah. light. It, it It's just like this increasing crescendo of, of brightness. And I, I, I think part of it is, is that this goes from a real world grounded story dealing with real emotions almost into a fantasy almost into like a fairy tale yeah yeah i i will say one thing that i, I took away from this movie is that it looks incredible it is oh, one of the sure. best it is beautiful. movies i think that i have seen in a long long time um camera camera work and everything in this was it, it just on par with anything that came out including like 1917 and in movies like that it was it was incredible mm -hmm. um uh, just a few more notes that I had. I love how he's talking to the uh, priest or whatever in uh, talking about the the book that the Quasimodo character made, and he was like, <laughs> um, he he goes he goes, no, we don't have incest, well maybe a little incest. <laughs> all of our all of our oracles just happen to be products of incest. Um, a light amount of treason. A light amount of treason. Uh, this is my overarching note for the entire movie. Just fucking leave. Yeah. Go. <laughs> go. What are you doing? It's time to go, guys. Yeah. Like, just walk. Walk out of the woods. And go where? I don't fucking know. Not there. Anywhere else. It's all yeah. upside down when you leave. No. <laughs> they're, in the, they're, in the, they're in the upside down right now. That's what I'm saying. I mean, uh, that's actually pretty deep, Caitlin. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Fucking, what? I'm fucking uh, Nietzsche, bitches. It's me. Jesus <laughs> me, Nietzsche. Um, they, let's see. 
I just said way too many old, you know, body positivity, but way too many naked old ladies. Uh, <laughs> way too much. Hashtag body positivity, but way too fucking much. Way, way too fucking many. Way too much for and a lot of swinging dick as well. Um, too much of that, almost certainly. Too much of that. Uh, yeah. So that's all I got. Anybody else have any notes before we move on to our, uh, well, not draft our list? It is a power move to tell the entire story in a tapestry in the first seconds of the film. Yeah. Yeah. Is the entire thing total it? power move? Really? Pretty much. Yeah. I got to go back yeah. and look at that. Yep. Uh, uh, all the art yeah. in this movie is like that. The art in her apartment is foreshadowing mm-hmm. all the stuff that's above the beds in the in the little dorm they sleep in. All that's like a you know like the picture over Chidi is exactly how he dies. The picture over hers of being the May Queen. So they do that throughout the movie. But yeah, that whole little tapestry they pan on when they first show up to the convent place is the whole story. So is that mm-hmm. is that pa- uh, tapestry that they pan through the entire time when they walk past the bear and everything where the woman is uh, yes same scene cutting her pubic yeah is yep. that is that like the christian thing yep yep okay that yep. makes a lot of sense i just wrote down so people are just drinking period blood that's what i wrote down <laughs> christian and I, is. now I'm like, oh, I think what christian is yeah Jesus the, one, the, one, the one note i have of this movie that i don't like is it's really on the nose in a movie that deals with all these pagan uh, uh rituals and stuff to call the the driving male character christian i thought it was a little on the nose <laughs> oh. i do have I do have notes from our, uh, do y'all mind if I read these from our friend Connor and what he thinks, and, and an academic, if you will, you mind if I read these really quick about what he thinks of this movie? Quickly. Um, I absolutely very, mind. Yeah, very, don't, okay. don't fucking do it. <laughs> don't do this. He just said, he just said the good of it. And I do really agree with this point. He said, I really like how the anthro students are trending, are treating the ceremony. He said, i.e. organized religion as something to study in the abstract and in a disconnected mm-hmm. way, because that's how modern people view religion. Um, but Danny is open to the organized community and the feelings that brings it with it because she feels alienated from society. Ancient religion is creepy, but can tell it has its uses. And so the contrast really works. So that's kind of an interesting really, uh, note where it's just like anthropology students are like, what do you call this? It's a Bible. <laughs> I, like i don't know like that's how i feel like uh, they, no, i, I felt it, the same way you're definitely trying to do a thing where the people that are studying this are like in the middle of this ritual that happens every 90 years they're literally arguing about who gets to write about it and who gets to interview the main priest yeah. and obviously not really appreciating this culture at all well and it's also like you don't care about the implications right so it's like everything that's going around them is basically to kill them but they're fighting over who gets to document it when it's like that doesn't even matter like at the end of the day well no i mean and i feel like that's what yeah absolutely like yeah i feel like that's what academia is like as someone that's in it like i feel like it's a constant fight over something insignificant (laughs) that isn't actually the real problem no i get to write about walden yeah (laughs) that is my entire Um, career is someone being like but i want to talk about fucking oh god t.s Eliot. Yeah. What's a jellical cats and jell- uh, What is uh, it? What is a jellical? <laughs> uh, anything else, Jake, Dex, Terrence? Nope, nothing for me. Yeah, let's keep it moving. All right, so we are doing uh, in honor of this movie because I put on Twitter, uh, I this movie was great. I never want to watch it again. Uh, <laughs> movies 
we're gonna we're not gonna do a draft because I feel like there may potentially be a little bit of overlap here, and I just want the discussion. Um, mm-hmm. Four top four movies, you're good. You never have to watch again. Top Whether they're good or bad, it doesn't necessarily matter. I'm I'm just I'm good. Our group chat I'm definitely never. said five. Yeah, I, we changed it. What? Four is better for Twitter. <laughs> I wrote four is better for the content. I wrote five. You can draw five. We got. We will have Wait, honorable mention. Can I, because I'm the May Queen of this week. Can I have? Five? Yeah, Jake. How do we kick Caitlin? <laughs> I mean, say the word, my friend. <laughs> I uh, literally have a kick button next to everybody's name. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm not gonna do it. Uh, anyway, so we'll go with we'll go from the bottom up. We'll go Tej, Dex, Caitlin, Jake, me. And we'll kind of, and we'll just go back around, back down. So we'll have uh, Tej go first. A movie that you're totally, you never have to watch again. You're good on it. The movie doesn't have to be good. Can the movie be bad? Yeah, it can be fucking terrible, yeah. Oh, okay. My first answer, somebody mentioned it earlier in the podcast, is The Village. Because when I was sitting in the theater watching The Village, I guess, <laughs> I guess the ending, like, I don't know, like 20 minutes into the movie. And I've never been more furious of sitting there watching the whole thing and being like, Oh my god! I figured that out like an hour ago, and I had to watch the rest of the shitty movie, so I'll never watch it. <laughs> uh, this writer I really like on a Twitter. Uh, she was just watching it the other day, and she wrote the one thing that I never thought of: Why didn't the village just send the elders that knew about the real world to get the medicine? Why send the blind girl? (laughs) (laughs) Why have this whole film when, like, there's like four people that know the truth? I have never watched that movie. uh, It's not good. Probably never will. I definitely never will watch that movie. I'm super good on that. Um, Let's see. So, Dex, what is a movie that you are totally good on? Never have to see you again. So yeah, this one, I don't even know if it's good or not, but I know that I never need to watch it again. Sorry to bother you. <gasps> I love sorry Ooh, to bother you. That's a great answer. Because like, okay, you watch the first like half of it or whatever, and it's like, oh wow, I'm loving this like social commentary and this comedy <laughs> about, you know, code switching and racism. How clever. And then there's this point in the middle where it's yeah. just like Okay, this is a different movie now. Thanks. And I'm like, okay, if I now that I know that's coming, I never need to watch the rest of this movie ever again. Like the whole thing was just that experience of being like, what the fuck? We're watching a different movie now. And yeah. Like, knowing think, it's coming, I don't need to ever see it again. I do think it gets less powerful if you know what the twist is. Because I've seen it like seven times now. And Jesus I Christ. well, but I only want because I really liked it when I first watched it because I was like, this is the first movie that's made me go like, what the fuck? Like where a twist like actually surprised me and I went in knowing there was a twist and it still surprised me. Because and it has nothing to do with it. Anything. It's just like, this is a different movie entirely it was now. So, it was so funny and brilliant. <laughs> and I was just like, wow, I love everything about this. And I also love Lakeith Stanfield with like a burning passion. So I just, I watch it a lot. But, like, um, I mostly watch it to show it to other people to watch their face when the moment happens. But I think if you're not doing that, I do think the movie gets stale. 
super fast. I have never seen it's on my Hulu list, so I will take that off immediately. Thank what? you, Dex. Uh, no! Take it off. I agree. Take no! it off. Take it off. Don't do it's that. Once the it's thing happens, once the thing happens, it's one of those things where if you didn't love movies, I would have walked out of the movie theater if I wasn't I, with my wife. I, I love them. I was with my friend Roby, and we were like super drunk at like the Cinemax at like Edwards and like downtown Houston, and I was having a time. I was like, the, <laughs> there is a scene in that movie that I have seen that just put over Twitter forever. Is it? I hope all your I hope all your days are wonderful, and I hope you just come up. I love that fucking scene that gets shared on. Yeah, on it's like there's parts okay, of the movie that great. it's like this is really funny, this well, is really good, and then they just abandon all of that. And well, it's, it's like, also like what, what did I do her, this for? Her earrings like always change. Like there's a lot of really smart stuff in that film, and they wasted I, it with that bullshit. I disagree. I, I went to a a, a Q and A when I when I first saw the movie at a premiere, and he was there, the the director. I forget his name. And the first question, the movie goes dark. The first question is, so what did that scene mean? I won't say what the scene is for people who haven't seen the movie, but like, yeah. what did that scene mean? He goes, uh, next question. That was it. Like he, he, he like he would not answer that question. Like he was just like, I'm not answering that question. Which was the only question know. that really mattered in the whole movie. And at that point, I was like, this, he doesn't fucking know what he meant by that scene. I'm out. Of, I'm, I'm out on this movie. So I'm with Dex on this one. Uh. <laughs> Caitlin, yeah, go ahead. Um, my first pick is the one I feel the most passionate about, and I hope I never have to see "It's a Wonderful Life" ever again. Whoa! I I hate it's wow. a wonderful life. It's a that wonder- movie is spectacular. I be- it's delight. I begin and end that movie with the same mindset, which is just a very existential dread of like, yeah, maybe the world would be. <laughs> God damn it! That's what you take from that movie. Yeah, because I'm like, (laughs) you just sexually harassed a girl who has no clothes after a party. Like, maybe the world is better without you. I don't know. You're a Grinch. I I just I don't know. I also just like I've never found that movie charming. I don't care about George Bailey. I just don't. Um, and everyone forces me to watch it every Christmas, every single fucking year. What do you want, Mary? You want the moon? Oh, Lashley of the moon. Oh, Lashley of the moon. Oh, Lashley of the moon. I've only seen that movie once, and it was recently. And I said, I don't get what the hype is. I didn't. There like is. It. It's stupid. I love that movie. I, I love hate that it. Movie. I'll Lassie get the fuck out of my life. Bye. I've still never seen it. Good. Never Christmas watched it. It's Christmas not. classic. A Christmas story is the Christmas classic because it plays on yeah. PBC every fucking year for 24 hours tbs but we can continue TV. uh is that the come channel? on English is that the yeah how would i know what the channels are i read books don't watch tv <laughs> uh, I, read I, I, I read books i don't care about the turner network i haven't had cable in probably oh 15 years when so. I was in Barcelona and I was just like, <laughs> um, excuse me, fuck Barcelona. you, fuck you, say Spain. Bar- 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 Barcelona. Barcelona. Oh God. Um, merci beaucoup. Am I speaking French? I couldn't tell. Barangiorno. Uh, Jake, go ahead. Gorlami. Gorlami. Uh, <laughs> Requiem for a Dream. I agree with that. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Hard. It's a movie by the way. She's 16. 
Do what? I still have never seen that. Just get to the end. I'm dead inside and I'm watching that movie. I watch it like once a year. Really? It's it's a movie I've seen a bunch of times, but if I go the rest of my life without seeing it, I'd be like, all right, that's fine. I'm good. Is one of the Waynes brothers in that movie? Yes, and he's a dramatic actor, and he's actually done a pretty good job. It's weird. It's super weird. It's like a weird cast. It's like Jennifer Connelly, Jared Leto, and and uh, which Wayne's brother was it? Marlon. Marlon. Mar- was it Marlon Wayne? Yep. That was a it was an interesting interesting trio there. Yeah. I I've never seen it in full. So you just, why are you out on it? Man, it's so good. <laughs> why am I out on it? Yeah, Jake. Why are you out on it? I mean, it is just heavy. Granted, <laughs> I'm never going to get into heroin, so maybe I'm missing into that one. But well, just why? <laughs> maybe you might get into the, <laughs> You're missing uh, out. one of the little fat pills. Maybe you'll get into the fat pills one day. Who Wait. knows? You never know. But Jake, <laughs> We're just going to get hell into game shows. But Jake, do you um, like train spotting? <laughs> train spotting? <laughs> Isn't that uh, your favorite yeah. movie? weirdly yes Um, (laughs) no i mean it's just it's heavy to watch all these people's lives just continuously spiral out of control and even when they get back on the wagon for you know the handful of seconds even that feels bad Mm. yeah yeah i i it's always on a list it's right up there with like any uh aronofsky film like pie or whatever it is like i just gotta and maybe power through it. Um, so my first pick, and again, this is this isn't a draft, so this is going to be a list. So if we have any crossover, this is very much recency biased. But I never have to fucking watch The Lighthouse ever again for as oh, long that's as on my list. Yeah. That's on my list. I will Hell. never, ever, 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 ever. Hell yeah! Watch that shit again. That's no, on my list. not so. Once. You don't like the lobsters? What I'm hearing. <laughs> You the don't. Ver- you yeah. don't like the tape of his lobster. All right. It's mostly the mermaid vagina. <laughs> a I one did. for one creation of a shark. Yeah, I never have to see that shit for as long as I live. For like, me, it wasn't even that. It's just like this is not good, fam. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ! It did nothing for me, but I did not walk out of it. And there was a movie I did walk out of last year, which is my next movie. So we'll get there. Hell yeah! All right, so we're gonna go. I think we should just do the do the turn. Uh, Tej, go back ahead. My next movie is Waves. That is the movie I walked out of last year. That is Waves? the worst. Mm-hmm. Waves. I forget huh. the director's name, but it's got Sterling K. Brown and the uh, I forgot the other guy's name. Taylor Russell, Kelvin Harrison Jr. Kelvin Harrison, yeah, the, yeah, that guy. Uh, this has that, good reviews. It people loved it. <laughs> people really, really loved it. I'd, I, one of my favorite people talking about films. His name is Wesley Morris. He writes for the New York Times. He raved about this film for like six months before I got to see it. I finally get walk into there. I'm so excited to see this movie, and it, it was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. I actually walked out of it probably sixty percent in. Oh. It is a mess. I have a movie on here that I walked out of as well, too, but continue. Why? Why? It's okay. Traces the journey of a suburban family led by a well intentioned but domineering father as they navigate love, forgiveness, and coming together in the aftermath of loss. Waves. It is one of those things where the director is making commentary on family and definitely bringing in personal things about his own family, but the family that he 
puts on screen is a black family and the director is a white man. And it is so clear watching the movie that a white person made this film about this black family and none of it feels right. None of the characters feel lived in, but the performances are pretty good. Sterling K. Brown is awesome in that movie. He's amazing in the movie, but the the writing is just a, a complete mess. And I, I just could not identify with it. My wife just hated it so much and she wasn't going to walk out because she knows I never walk out of movies, but I was like, you know, we should probably walk out of this movie. <laughs> I looked up like the Wikipedia of like what happens later. Cause I think, Timothy Chalamet is in the movie. Uh, he's like a character that comes a, comes around later after kind of the lives fall apart of these characters. And I didn't even stick around to see the Timothy Chalamet part of this movie. I literally left before he comes on screen. I, this I uh, so Trey much. Trey Edward Schultz. He was a he's actually he was a writer director on the come up after uh, you know it comes at night, which he did a couple of years ago with Joel Edgerton. And stuff was his uh his second movie and that got a lot of acclaim um but he does family-based movies pretty much yep um but yeah you're right he is uh very much white (laughs) (laughs) i i felt that going watching the movie i was like a white person definitely made this movie it's just it it is a lot it is i hated it and i did not walk out of that or i did walk out of that but i did not walk out of the lighthouse which is also on my list i hated the white lighthouse too but i couldn't leave i was like i have to see what this is building towards and then i was like oh i could have left this movie what <laughs> what's in the fucking lighthouse <laughs> <laughs> i feel like i had to know i feel like there's going to be something there that would make the whole journey worth it and then i was like nope not worth it <laughs> i will get to it in a second dex what's your uh, what's your second pick this is another pretty recent one a movie I only watched because it got a Best Picture nomination. Roma. Never got to see that shit ever again. Oh. It's good. But man. That's absolutely I, fair. I got so much other shit I could do with my time than rewatch Roma. That's right. Then watch a black and white uh, I don't know, foreign film, right? Yeah. I, you and just, it all in it's all in Spanish, right? It's yeah. all in yep. Spanish. And like it's it's extremely slow, which is which is just why terrible for a foreign film it's if, like i can't but i can't look away but that's why it's art dex is because it's Ugh. slow i respect the beauty of it like I, the first time i watched it i was like fuck yeah let's look at this floor being mopped for four minutes <laughs> to start this movie. <laughs> this what is beautiful every moment is a fucking phone wallpaper this is gorgeous and then i got to the end of it and i was like cool thanks <laughs> was that a Alfonso Cuaron movie? Yeah, yep. it's good, but it is. I don't think I ever watch it again. I'm with Dex on that one. It's too long. I, not enough happens. It's in Spanish, so like you got to look at it to know what's happening, and it's like I just that does not make for rewatchable. Uh, you just want like uh, you you just want like theme parks on screen, Dex. Is that you just don't want like cinema? <laughs> Absolutely, that is just, what I uh, want. You just want like? Do you just want like, like explosions and shit? I want bear carcasses set on fire. Yeah, as far as entertainment value, <laughs> it it's tough to see someone deliver a stillborn baby. If I don't ever have to see that scene again, I'll, I'll be better for it. I I I gotta tell you, folks, call me uh, a bad movie critic or what have you. Yeah, I had no no desire to watch Roma. Now you don't need to because it didn't win Best Picture, but 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I had to watch Parasite. No. <laughs> um, Caitlin, what is your second pick? Uh, the Notebook. What? I hate the Notebook. That has rewatchability all over it. Um. So yeah, what's grandma- wrong with the Notebook? So my, my well. Um, my grandmother has Alzheimer's, had Alzheimer's, and uh, a it's completely inaccurate, and it pisses me off. I'm like, that you don't suddenly just remember because your like husband comes into bed with you, and you're just suddenly like, huh, and then you just die together. Um, are you telling me that romance isn't real? No, romance is fucking fake. And it was are you telling me? <laughs> are you telling me that Ryan Gosling is not gonna come? And kiss me in the rain. Love is something fuckboys made up so that what? you would go to their house and sleep with them. And I stand by that. Fuckboys made up love. Yeah. So that Caitlin is could... my best friend. She is. Ev- she's giving us everything. She's she's putting up thirty five and twenty five. <laughs> realize right now. I'm really passionate today. Um, but yeah, no, I don't know. I also just like don't find. I love Rachel McAdams and like I would love her like I love her in that one um time travel romance film uh that was like oh about time yeah I thought that was super cute I love her I love that it's more Ryan Gosling I can't do it I can't convince myself I'd want to be with Ryan Gosling which I know is a controversial opinion I just can't I I kind of I kind of just want her to settle down (laughs) with the James Marsden character. Because like, if I was giving advice to a friend and they presented both options, I'd be like, hell fucking no, you're not going around with that carny. Like, that's what he is. He's a fucking carny. He's a war hero. I mean, but that's James Marsden's lot in life in every single movie. Dude, I feel so, I love James Marsden though. I'd pick him. I'd pick him over Ryan Gosling every time. Ah, uh, one hot guy or the other equally as hot guy. <laughs> <laughs> what okay, in. this is a controversy that comes into my life every day. And, oh. and I, I mean. You're talking to the May Queen, sir. Yeah, Never fuck bad. you. People kiss me right after I stop dancing. Every oh. time. Oh. Every time. Every time. That's it. You dance so well that I just have to. Yeah, like. There's a lot of songs that have been made about me in my dancing. <laughs> uh, hey. Hips don't lie, Jake. What say. is your hips don't lie? Yeah, that's what a, is that's uh, me? My real name is Shakira. Sure, sure. What do we constantly have to tell you? Stop fighting. There's no fighting here. Stop it. Uh, Blue Valentine. Oh, I see that. Ooh, yeah, I get it. I get it. I, I like that. I've watched that, I think, twice, though. But yeah, I get yeah. it. You don't want to see people Marriage story wishes. Do what? You don't want to see people just get a, divor- a violent divorce on screen? No. <laughs> like, I, the, aside from horror films, the one thing I, I cannot, like, I will stop watching it is a, a story about love dying. Like, it kills me. My soul <laughs> just falls apart. And Blue Valentine like had me in shambles for like a month. That movie feels so goddamn accurate. And they like shave Ryan Gosling's head and give him a mustache and everything. And when he's crying at the end of the movie, you're just like, oh, fuck. Like, love isn't real. 
marriage story wishes that is marriage story though also maybe one movie that i never have to i, don't, I can't nah. there's only one scene i can rewatch from it and it's where he's singing being alive from the tony award-winning musical company that was corny as fuck it was <laughs> and that's why i can rewatch it everything else is almost too genuine and i can't live it again it's like kramer versus kramer i can't watch it again yeah yeah that's, good that's not my, that's not my pick but no i know but that that's a that would be a solid pick yeah. if anybody took it um another movie that uh we have talked about on the podcast that uh i never man i could even though it was a spectacle i'd go the rest of my life never have to watch this again even though it's free on disney plus avatar fucking sucks <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It fucking stinks man it's not good <laughs> God damn! <laughs> Rewatching that was a, such a chore. Man. Does not slap at all. Oh wow! I, I can't believe you rewatched it. I never even tried to revisit it. We had to for the podcast. We we uh, took a poll. <laughs> or no, it was a, it was somebody left a review and they were like, "Watch Avatar." Yeah. We we're like, "We're just gonna shit on it," but all right. And we did your it. call, man. We, yeah, we did. Uh, the most I movie of all time. <laughs> Oh, God, man. So excited for the 30 more we're about to get. <laughs> yeah. Those things are never coming out. Um, mm, you say that. Yeah, well, they yeah, Disney's pouring money into that because they've made like three Avatar rides all of a sudden. But the man, I spectacle, what have you, second highest grossing movie of all time. Woo! Boy, I don't care about ponytail sex, man. Like, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I don't know. Like, yeah, that movie was boring as shit for being for about big blue people in space. That movie was boring. Uh, it's so fucking long. Oh, God, man. Okay. I, yeah. I, like Caitlin, I had five, so I'm going to cut one down. Uh, no, no, no. We'll, we'll do uh, honorable mentions after that, but go ahead with okay. your third pick. My next one is uh, a, it's a uh, current with the times. I'm never watching Justice League again. I don't care if it's the Snyder Cut or anybody else. <laughs> I'm I like Justice League. Um, yeah, uh, Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> that movie fucking stinks. <laughs> that movie stinks. We'll be guys. That again. Little peel back the curtain here. Uh, you're listening to this in real time. This has been fucking an hour since we since we got back into recording this. But all right, whoo! All right, we're back. Uh, Dex, what is your third pick? Yeah. Oh, third no. pick. Third pick, third. yeah. I think it's third. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is another pretty recent one that, like, just zero interest in ever watching again. Shape of Water. One best picture. Sure. I really liked it. Sure. Thought it was cool. The lady fucked the fish. Great. <laughs> Don't need to watch it anymore. Yeah. Second fish fucking movie we have on this on this list. <laughs> True that. Are mermaids fish? You know what? We don't have time. We're not doing this. I would watch that again. That was a great film. I really liked it. I really liked it too, but I'm like, yeah, I just, um, I'm good. I liked it. I have not seen it. Um, Caitlin, go ahead. Under the Skin with uh, Scarlett Johansson. Um, I watched it for a film class. I never want to watch it again. That's it. Is that the one where she kills people she has sex with? Yeah. So she like rides around in a car in Got some it. like Nordic country and she's just hot. So guys get in her car Makes and sense. she kills sure. them. Yeah. That's it. And then she's an alien. But she's like, you know, she's an alien from the beginning. Like, that's not a spoiler. So this is just a this is just a 
<laughs> prequel to Black Widow. Yeah, but like less interesting. Oh, like, okay. Like if Black Widow just had a really bad backstory. Under your skin, Jake, what do you feel? What's your number three? Uh, Grave of the Fireflies. Which Oh, is that the one where... Sorry, go ahead. Which one is it? I, I think I just looked at this today. Uh, it is an animated film. Um, I think from the 80s. But essentially, it is the story of two brothers that uh, attempt to survive... Um, in Japan after the end of World War II. And so like Hiroshima family. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, their whole family was uh, killed in the fire bombings and they try to live with a distant aunt who basically sells them. It's, it's just, it's increasingly darker and darker and depressing and depressing. Doesn't one of them get cancer and die at the very end of that movie? Spoiler, they both die, but yeah. Oh, fuck. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <no. laughs> uh, yeah, they both die of starvation. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, never want to watch that one, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, so, on a, not a lighter note, but on a kind of a lighter note, uh, my third pick, Joker. <laughs> Fuck that movie. Fuck Joker. <laughs> Fuck that movie. <laughs> Joker stinks. And if you like Joker, you're an idiot. <laughs> Sorry, Teej, if you like that movie. I don't even insult you or Caleb if you like that movie. I didn't love it. I didn't, I'll probably never watch it again. There are people that fucking love that movie. That movie is annoying as hell. I hate it. I definitely that did movie, not man. think it was Best Picture nominee good. No. Know. Hell no. One I, of the few movies I've walked out of. I had to watch it on my computer. I don't write on Red Pill Reddit forums, so I don't really like the Joker. That's good. Oh, you don't. You don't say. Yeah, I don't. Wow, I can't. We've talked about that movie at length. I know. Yada yada yada. I will never. And it's free on HBO Max right now. Sad. Not not clicking that one. Gotta tell you, don't care. Movie stinks. Um. All right, Teej, final pick. My final pick, I'm going with uh, Drag Across Concrete. Mm. Oh. Has anyone ever seen this movie? No. Uh, no. So I didn't know much about it. Uh, I just knew it had Mel Gibson in it, and I just said, this is going to be a train wreck. I'll, I'll watch this movie. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's a – I forgot the guy's name. I think it's uh, Craig S., S. Craig Zoller, who's mm-hmm. apparently like a conservative shitbag. And uh, uh, this movie is a propaganda film, and I had no idea. In the first twenty minutes of the film, I realized, holy shit, I'm watching like a conservative propaganda film, and I turned it off, and I will never return to finish it. It is a piece of shit. <laughs> One uh, once two overzealous cops get suspended from the force, they must delve into the criminal underworld to get their proper compensation. So uh, the movie starts with Vince Vaughn and Mel Gibson. Yeah, they, they get suspended because they beat up a minority. And that's that's how the movie starts. And oh. then they go into the cop's office and the, the chief is like scolding them. And they have this big monologue about how unfair the world is to liberals or, or to, to conservatives and how the media paints the cops as the bad guys. And I said, oh, this is definitely not the movie for me. And I <laughs> <laughs> that oh, man. Of this film. On a fifteen million dollar budget, you really hate to see that it only made six hundred and sixty thousand dollars. God damn! 
<laughs> Ooh, buddy. It was, peaceful, it, was a, it was it was very heavy handed with its uh with its messaging. So I made it about twenty five minutes and it got out of there. Man, it made it made decent reviews though, as a seventy five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, that that's that's shocking to me. That's that's interesting. That's that I've never even heard of that. All right, anyway, um, hmm. Dex, another movie that we've discussed at length and shitted on every single time, The Irishman. Fuck that movie. (laughs) Never. I didn't even finish it. Never going to. Dude. I, oh, I still couldn't God. tell you. I, what do you like about that movie, Teach? I don't understand. Well, the one thing that you should hate about the movie is the fight scene where Robert De Niro is outside the grocery store and it, he's like stomping the guy. But Trying to like old man stomp this. That is one of the worst things I saw last year. Uh, I just it's really so liked it as like a, like a classic white coming of age <laughs> kind of talking about that, talking about that era of time and the unit. I just and I also read the book, so I just I, I really liked it. If I they could have made the movie an hour longer. I still would have liked it. That movie was boring as hell, yeah, man. I got to the end. And I was like, why? Why did any of this happen? I just feel like it was a giant circle jerk, and I just don't. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We were we. Were, Hey, remember the guys that were once young? Yeah. Now they kind of are again. No, it was just it was just a lot of old guys giving props to a lot of old guys, and it was like I don't. Which is very much a Scorsese film. Yeah, dude. no, it's right. on That's brand. True. That's true. It's on brand. Hey, kids, do you know anything about Jimmy Hoffa? No, neither do we. No, and no one cares. <laughs> no, he's dead. No we one... talked about this at length when we talked about mm-hmm. the Irishman, where Who it's just like... about Jimmy Hoffa? Yeah, you, uh, speaking of things that uh, Scorsese knows, he's in tune with the, with the youngs uh, as he? far as... No. <laughs> um, no, that's the joke. He definitely is not. He okay. definitely, you know, he got shitted on for... Uh, Making coming after the Marvel people, and for good reason. But also, then he goes and makes a film about Jimmy Hoffa. Like I don't give a fuck, man. Edgy. I don't care. Like, I don't like. I don't. I don't. Jimmy eh. Hoffa is literally just the man who got disappeared. Like that's all that got disappeared. <laughs> the death of Jimmy Hoffa is a great American mystery. It's well, really for who? Like I'd rather you. <laughs> Like I'd rather like know about the guy who jumped out of that airplane with like half a DB Cooper. Yeah, I'd rather know about that. Why is there no movie about that? I don't care about Jimmy Hoffa. I would watch that movie. I would watch that movie. It is. It's called Without a Paddle. Fuck. Fuck. I mean, but how do you make a movie? (laughs) (laughs) How do you make a movie about the guy? It's just like okay, he jumped out of the plane. He's gone now. We don't know what happened. That's not what just happened though. Like. He held the plane hostage for literally two hours. I mean, that guy died. That's the end of that movie. That's be not honest. true. Yeah, how do you dead. know? Maybe he survived. I, that's, the, guys, that's the movie. You know how I don't have faith in love or like anything about life or like really just anything fundamental. I have faith in D.B. Cooper and that he survived <laughs> that fall. Sure. And if you take that away from me. Dave Cooper, like all I, white men. I might as well be 72 in midsummer. If you take Wait, away Jimmy Hoffa from me, I might as well be 72 in a Swedish village. Wait, continue, what? continue, uh, continue your insult of Jake and I. What was this? 
I'm just saying, DB Cooper, like all white men, grew up to look like Jim Grobe and wear nothing but Hawaiian <laughs> shirt and make barbecue. Hell yeah. The That's dream. the only destiny yeah. for white men is growing old and looking like Jim Grobe. Sit. That's what I'm trying to do right now. At, <laughs> right before I hit 30. Like that's what what is the definitive white man that wears Hawaiian shirts movie? Uh the Patriot. The fugitive. <laughs> the Patriot. <laughs> the fugitive. Holy shit, the fugitive works. Yeah. Wow. I'm impressed. Yeah, we did that movie too, and uh <laughs> Dex had some things to say, but yeah, the, the definitive—it's—it's it's one of those TNT movies. Die Hard's up there. I love Die Hard. I mean, who does? Watched Die Hard with the Avengers the other night. It is a perfect film, and it has a fifty-five percent on Rotten Tomatoes, which is why Rotten Tomatoes is a piece of shit. I always wanted. I always wanted. Here's to- my hottest take of all time. I don't what? give a shit about Die Hard being a Christmas movie. It yeah, doesn't matter, this is the man. Debate. Of all time. That debate ended in 2007. No, it still shows up on my timeline. Like, all the time. It's like, I watched Die Hard today, and it is a fucking Christmas movie. I don't give a shit. Yeah. It doesn't matter. White dads love to make that joke. I was just going to say, that's only people who say things like, I'm not like other girls, or I'm not like (laughs) other guys. Like, those people are the people that say, Die Hard's a Christmas movie. (laughs) Fucking die. I don't watch The Christmas Prince. I care about the real world. Yeah. Mm. And I, was, I thought that I thought that argument ended in like 2010 with like Bill Simmons like uh, column. No. Nothing the authority to end that debate. Nothing yeah. ends with the ringer. It only starts. Yeah, no, no. Well, I was just saying when when he became irrelevant in the writing world, that's when that stupid debate. <laughs> oh like, yeah. Oh, stupid debate ended. Uh, anyway. where are we now? Uh, Jake. No, Caitlin. Oh, on your third pick, yeah. Fourth. Okay, fourth I was pick. like, what? Fourth. No, okay. fourth. Yeah, it's our fourth. I was like, Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, star. Push through. It's, it's me, John Legend. Um, okay, but... Uh, okay, call me by your name. Um, I liked it. I have a lot of issues with call me by your name as a film. And, like, I don't know. Which listen I to think. the podcast from two weeks ago. Yeah, and I, I don't really. Did y'all do that one? That. I'm gonna have to go back and listen to that. No, no, but she. So I just anyway, think it's. I just think it's Tumblr fanfic because I've never met a gay guy who actually was like, "Wow, I relate to this film." Um, like yeah, not, probably not because a, it's bad. Yeah, <laughs> and I think it's also just like I mean I think they do good performances, but there's a lot wrong with it, and like I don't know, it's not. It's not. It makes me feel weird when I watch it. I feel like if you can get over the power dynamic in the movie, that you makes can't. The relationship weird. You can't. And you would like it, but I just I could not get over the power. I could not get over how ethically wrong it was. Teach, and that's so because, I could not enjoy the movie. That's because you're a normal functioning adult person, <laughs> and like I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> that, that's it. I'm just proud of you now. I'm proud of anyone who says that they can't get over the power dynamic and call me by your name. I'm like, good. I couldn't get over it. Like, that means you're at a higher plane of existence. Jake, fourth pick. Uh, Blade Runner 2049. Yeah. 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 Hell yeah. Yeah, we've discussed this at length. Go ahead. 
I mean, it's our boy Deacons. I love him. I think everything he makes is gorgeous. That movie is like three hours of I don't give a shit. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you liked that movie. I I liked it. I never have to watch it again. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's good. Like it's it has Mackenzie Davis, the love of my life, and Ryan Gosling. It's great for like this dystopian future world where looks great. Yeah, looks great. It's just that's three hours of my life where I could have actually spent watching the original Blade Runner and actually got value for my dollar. Whereas this one, it's just like <laughs> I'm here to see a uh, Roger Deakins art museum and. Harrison Ford happens to be in it. It doesn't care that he's in it. Add the original Blade Runner to that shit because I am out on that movie. I never have to watch that thing again. (laughs) I've tried to watch it four fucking times and I've never. Eh. Yeah, I'm good on that too. Dream of Electric Gosling. I've never seen any of the Blade Runners, but I love Deacon, so I want to go watch it. It's worth a watch. It's not like it feels like the longest movie of all time. It also has really nothing to do with the original Blade Runner. No, and the, in the previews they disguise that thing as an action movie. It is not that. Um, my fourth pick. I, hmm, do I go controversial? Yes. For Twitter, do it. Oh, um, <laughs> the first Captain America. That's fair. That's not even that controversial. Movie. You're just attacking me. No. Okay. Do you want me to be? <laughs> Sacrifice Dex to the bear. No, that's not. That's, people are gonna hate me. Yes, he does. It stinks. I, it's the, I love it's that. The movie. weakest Marvel film. It is the it, weakest. The Hulk is the weakest one. <laughs> or Thor Nobody two. Thor two sucks. Thor two. Yeah, those so if you just take out the ones that don't count magically. If you don't count those. If you take out the ones that don't count, then the first Captain America movie is the worst Marvel film. Yo, I love... It is boring. I I love arguments that are, if you take out things that contradict my argument. (laughs) Then Then I'm right. It's it's Caitlin. It's been Caitlin's whole existence on this podcast. Yeah, but I'm gonna call it out when I see it. Like, um, there's a new sheriff in town, and she's a hypocrite. <laughs> my uh, uh, my girlfriend and I tried to watch that the other day, and man, oh, God Almighty, is that not the most boring movie? It's so boring. Nothing happens, and it's a superhero movie. Yeah, nothing happens. Whatever, man. <laughs> You whatever, whatever. Be mad about it. <laughs> uh, do we? Uh, okay, so I have a few uh, things on here as well. Do we have any uh, honorable mentions, and we'll wrap this up? I have a kind of spicy like... one. What's your spicy one? The Shawshank Redemption. Oh my right. god! Shut no. the podcast down. <laughs> Shut the fucking podcast down. I, I knew that I was coming as soon as you said spicy. This is an unbelievable. I can't believe this. I knew he had this take. I knew he had this take. I don't. I don't. I've heard it. I don't like you anymore. <laughs> the most overrated film of I, all time. That is, I don't agree with that. That is the dumbest take. Oh my God. That is the most overrated film of all time. Of like, all, all time. Literally ever. So you're. Why did we invite you on this podcast? How did that just happen? What what just happened? And TG didn't know he had this take. It is. Oh, this I, is I, I, I've yes. known this. 
What are you doing? So, I don't feel bad about sacrificing you anymore. I didn't really, <laughs> I didn't feel really that bad. I didn't feel that bad before, but it's like, I definitely feel like vindicated now. That's a good fucking movie. And that is a good short, that's my favorite short story. It's Even, I. Fuck you. <laughs> Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> he just went from it is the worst film of all time yeah, and it's back to it. It's, it's all right. right. It's it not worse now because it's not the worst. No, it's back. just the most overrated because it's no, 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 no. I. You're wrong. It's I. In a it, world where how could it be the exists, most you overrated? Can't you cannot say that if Fight Club exists. That's true. I agree with that. You can't say that if Fight Club exists. See, but people are willing to acknowledge that Fight Club is trash, generally. Because Shawshank No, they are not. not. The Shawshank Redemption is not trash, first of all. It's actually a very touching and beautiful film. It's I. You say you you say Shawshank Redemption is I, and people say fuck you. Clearly, like this is (laughs) the most overrated movie. It makes me cry. It makes me cry. So, Dex, you have no soul. I guess not, because it's I. And the Rita Hayworth. But like I looked, and it is the highest rated movie of all time on IMDb. Okay, I was like, what the fuck? What? Okay. Okay, so you're, what is what is your number one? You have to give what is the highest rated film that you're giving? If you're gonna stand on the hill that Shawshank is the most overrated of all time, what is the number one for you then? Shit, I don't know. You can't back out. You can't back out. You can't say this is the most. Yeah, you can't say this is the most overrated film of all time. What what takes a spot? What is the true number one? If if number one is in Shawshank Redemption, what is? <laughs> He's gonna pick a Star Is Born and I'm not record ever again. Do not do that. I I wasn't going to do that, but You're that's a, a liar. great movie. Just give me hey, Godfather Dad, we'll like everyone quit. else. I will rage quit. Just give me Godfather, Godfather like everyone else. That's that's an overrated film. Hey, I can, okay, wait a second. In some ways, <laughs> take this heat. We Welcome to this work. three hour podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do this. I'm so tired. I uh I love how I knew that he had this take, and I'm just sitting here watching what? the world burn as as Dex is just like so Why whatever. Did you let this just deflecting, just just deflecting y'all shit from all over the place with so's and whatever. Oh. Feel that way. That's fine. Oh. It's fucking hilarious. It's all right, man. It's all right. <laughs> uh, all I love right. how Tej also. I love how Tej also was just like treating you like, what have you done? <laughs> I can't believe this. This is unbelievable. It's just like you've upset the balance of the universe. It's like you pulled the pin to the grenade and you know you just are holding on to the pin. You're just like, oh fuck, what? It's just like, and then the Fire Nation attack. I'm the little girl at the end of the, the second Jurassic World movie, yeah. like letting all the dinosaurs out. <laughs> oh shit. You're uh, you're any harbinger of chaos. That's your identity right now. She's he Dex is the is the literal meme of the girl standing in front of the burning house looking at the camera. <laughs> so you will never watch Shawshank again? Like, you won't watch this movie ever again? Okay. There are a couple circumstances. There are a couple circumstances under which I would watch it. Like, if we had to do it for the podcast, I'd do it. If, like, some chick wanted me to do it, I'd do it. <laughs> but, like, of, that would like, be just a on my own. Podcast. 
of us saying how amazingly touching this film is and you just being like, no. <laughs> it's not. Right. So I like to teach as a part of this. <laughs> we'd be like going scene by scene and it's like, well, how do you feel about like this thing where where it's like, what I don't remember what the white guy's name is. In, like, then there, Andy now. Dufresne. Who's Andy the, Dufresne. Okay, yeah. Andy Dufresne. Andy Dufresne. Where it's like Andy Dufresne's doing some shit. Like he's on trial, blah, 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 blah. And we're going to be like, how do you feel? And you're going to be like, sorry. By the way, we literally did this bit the last episode where we all were waxing poetic about the Breakfast Club. And then Dex comes out of the clouds and be like, that movie fucking stinks. (laughs) (laughs) I stand by it. Why is this a bit we do every episode for 40 minutes? Because I'm right. No, you're not. No one agrees with you. (laughs) That doesn't mean anything. Yeah, it does. (laughs) Consensus matters. All right. Uh, we've just we've just delved into overrated films That's and not incredible. films we never have to watch again. T, did you have any more? Did you have a fifth? I didn't hear. I had one more, but I think everybody I realizes it sucks. Podcast. But it's uh, uh, Under the Silver Lake. That is a shit movie. I will never watch it again. Under the Silver Lake. I have that saved yes. on uh, Amazon. I gotta take that off now. Thanks. Just delete uh, it. It is. It is bad. <laughs> It is it, period. It is bad. Um, oh, movies I never have to watch again. Real quick, uh, The Hangover Three. It was one of the first movies I realized when movies could suck. Uh, very bad. Uh, Boy in the Striped Pajamas. Oh yeah, never have to watch that again. Oh, never man. have. To, literally never have to watch that again. Uh, Insidious. That's any a hard of them. one. The first never get, is rough. Ugh. Uh, Marley and Me had a. Uh, Absolutely yeah, fucking not. I don't have to cry. That's fine. Bridge to Terabithia. Um, yeah. Bridge, yeah to exactly. Ter- Bridge to Terabithia is worse when you find out it's based off of a true story that happened to Catherine Patterson's um, what? daughter. What? Yeah, that's, it's based off of a true story. Wait. What? Sorry. Catherine, oh. sorry, Catherine Patterson's son was friends with a girl that lived literally across the street who was bullied a lot, and then like they became friends, and she literally... Um, Spoiler if you haven't seen Bishopithia or read the book. But like she literally swung to death. Like she tried to swing. Christ. She tried to swing over this ravine and died. It's like well, it's completely based off of a true thing that happened to Catherine Patterson. Oh my god. That is a tough fucking watch. Yeah. I'll definitely never watch that again. Yeah, that that never has to come on my TV ever again. Uh and finally, uh my final one, uh Bohemian Rhapsody. Fuck that movie and what it stands for. I never have to watch it again. Okay. Never even tried to watch that, and I love Queen, and I still didn't watch it. The movie stinks. Yeah, I can just rewatch the right aid performances. Like, yeah, that's on all YouTube. you need to do. Hey, yo. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've said this bit, but it's he finds out he has AIDS and says "ayo" when he comes out of the doctor's <laughs> office. I, I would have walked out of the theater, so I'm glad I did not go see that. Movie stinks. Movie stinks. Ayo. Um. All right, so you can follow us at the One Take Podcast. You can follow us at One Take Pod on Twitter and Instagram. You can find us on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, as well as Google Podcasts and OneTakePodcast.SimpleCast.com. If you have any questions, you can email us at OneTakePodcastShow at gmail.com. Tej, where can they find what, you know, any takes that you're putting out if you have them? I'm on Twitter, uh, Less Humble Tej. That's me. Uh, hopefully, I don't shit on one of your favorite movies. 
I can promise you that I will not sit on Shawshank Redemption because it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. We, we've done that already enough with just Dex saying it's fine. Um, the Yeah, so what is it? It's RIP to Humble Teach. What did you get quaked off Twitter yeah. for? Humble Teach? Oh, God. It was – I don't even remember – I think I said something about Chester Cheetah, the <laughs> Cheetos mascot, <laughs> and they didn't like when I, I I think I used the N word in a tweet about Chester Tweeta, Cheetah. They did not let me. Yeah, I told them in my appeal. I said I'm a black person, and they said we don't care. You're a communist. So all right, wow. now I am less humble. We don't care. Chester Cheetah was angry. <laughs> Just the brand got power out here. Leave it. Uh, I wouldn't. I won't fuck with the members. <laughs> the, <laughs> all of the internet is ran by Chester Cheat. <laughs> it ain't easy being cheesy. Um, <laughs> so yeah, you can find us on all these things. Dex, we did it. We have supported the hell out of Florence Pugh. Hit him with the hashtag. Hashtag support Florence Pugh. Hashtag don't do crime. Hashtag don't do crime. Uh, All right. Wash your hands. Wear a face mask outdoors. Stay safe. Yeah.